This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI as we kick off another week of fun and excitement here on the radio waves and Internet. Do they have waves on the Internet? I suppose. Stuff oscillates, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the power grid oscillates at 60 hertz. So uh, the internet waves as well. And we're here for you. Um, By the way, joining you in the studio tonight, it is Ian. And Meg. And Mark. Uh, And, of course, you can join us online at freetalklive.com. You'll find that the entire website is free. You can enjoy all the features there, the chat room, the webcam, all that stuff. We'll tell you about it as the show goes on. And the main feature of the site allows you, the listener, to submit different uh, show prep suggestions you find something online that you want to share with our listeners, you just submit it to the website and then other listeners vote as to whether they like it or dislike it. And the most liked will make it to the front page and the top of our website at freetalklive.com, meaning we're more likely to see it and talk about it on the air. Starting out tonight, though, we've got a special guest, um, perhaps a couple of special guests, but at least one that I didn't really expect to have on uh, because the news was looking pretty grim earlier today as Adam Miller from LibertyOnTour.com was arrested yesterday afternoon in Las Vegas, Nevada, and he is with us, not from the inside of a jail cell tonight, after being shoved out the door, apparently, by his jailers. Uh, Adam, are you there? I am here, and yes, Pete is with me as well. Ah, excellent. Excellent. So uh, you guys are touring around the country. LibertyOnTour.com is the website. You started here in our very own beautiful Keene, New Hampshire, went to New York, Philadelphia. You headed out westbound, and on the way out to uh, to the West Coast, you stopped in Denver for a football game where both of you were arrested for refusing to show identification. You managed to get that out, or get out of there, and then uh, headed off west to California after you headed out to California, you're turning back eastbound, and Las Vegas was your next stop. All along the way, you've been meeting up with people, you've been getting involved in activism, and you've been calling Free Talk Live to uh, kind of update us on uh, your process. Yeah, and I, I, I'm kind of out of loop on this one, Adam, so tell me about the latest installment of Arrests Across America. Sure, so <laughs> Arrests Across America. Not the intention, but it just so happens that when you're doing activism and standing up to the uh, oppressive government that's in this, this uh, nation... Uh, you run into men with badges who think they can, uh, you know, cage you for victimless crimes and do so on a regular basis. But um, yesterday, Pete and I, while, while in Las Vegas, were turned on to a story of a store on uh, North Las Vegas Boulevard called Weeds, W-E-E-D-Z, and uh, there they sell synthetic marijuana um, that is legal, and they've been kind of harassed by um, the local law enforcement over such an issue. Um, we stopped in there to talk with them. Uh, the owner wasn't around, and so we were leaving and chilling in the RV about what to do next. Should we wait around an hour for this guy, or should we uh, just be on our way and find a, a work location? Um, during that process, some um, Las Vegas Metro Police showed up and informed us that we were parked outside a federal building um, that's not labeled, and we had no idea it was a federal building at all, um, which is like kitty corner from where we were parked. And uh, in a lot that's just vacant, they said it was a private lot, but it was just, like, demolished with, like, no signs, nothing said no trespassing. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the weeds lot wasn't big enough to marve, and, and we thought it'd be an in and out. So uh, I had a little conversation with them that is on uh, Quick that was put out yesterday. I don't know if anyone has seen that. Is but, that the, uh, that's the 20-minute long video with you talking out the window of, uh, of Marv? Yes, exactly. 
Marv and, being uh, the mobile authority time. resistance vehicle. Easiest way to find that video might be to go to freekeen.com. Your story, I think, is the top story, and that's the video uh, that I chose to link yeah. to there. Yeah, I appreciate it. I'll have to re- resort to Pete, who did a wonderful job, along with the other folks, of uh, pushing a lot, a lot of this stuff out. Um, as I was just released about 45 minutes ago, so I don't know all the short URLs or all the information. But so, anywho, I'm, I'm relating to these officers that, you know, they're, they're on their fishing expedition, and I've, I've identified the problem, which was like us parking this location. I had, I had chosen to identify myself verbally. I, I gave a little brief about what we were doing, and then they wanted more. You know, they wanted more. And uh, I decided to cut it off and say, hey, I've given you enough. There's no reason for you to think that I'm lying, that everything I've stated can be backed up. I even uh, remember thinking or saying that uh, if they wanted to, like, tail us as we left and go on Libyan tour and, like, run our names, like, they're, they're more than free, too. They have that power. Um, but I was done, like, dancing with their games and, and doing whatever, and I just wanted to solve the issue at hand, which seemed to be our parking, which is why they were there. Mm-hmm. So I said, if I'm not being detained or whatever, I'd just like to be free to go, which then they want to know about the owner of the vehicle and et cetera. What and was immediately- bef- Before you get on to the, the, the rest of that story, just to clarify, their issue was that you were parked in a private lot without permission or that you were too close to a federal building? That's just it, yes. They were, only, they were, they were concerned about our proximity to the federal building and what our reason was for being there. And then later said it was also private property. I said, well, that's the issue of private property and the fact that we're too close to this. We'll just leave. We meant no harm. It's not, it was not posted that it was private property, and it was right. not posted that there was a federal building nearby. And, and well, it's no news idea. to me that, I mean, it, it figures that they would do something like this, but it's news to me that you can't park in parking areas uh, that are designated near uh, federal buildings. I mean, that's... The idea that you were just parked somewhere in the vicinity of a federal building means that uh, you can be investigated or or somehow charged with well, a criminal I think act. The unlabeled federal buildings they wouldn't have some sort of federal building parking label as well. So it's probably your, just blank. <laughs> place your uh, U-Haul full of uh, fertilizer here. Yeah, they probably don't have that. But it, I suppose it makes a certain amount of sense that you you know sort of in a reactionary way that you wouldn't be able to park near federal buildings. And when you think about all the awful things the federal government does i can see why they're concerned with people wanting to blow up their buildings but you might want to post a no parking sign somewhere yeah you you might want to do that it seems to me that this was unless you want to hassle people it well it seems to me that this was just an excuse now when i was looking at the video footage of uh, these guys they were were they dressed in brown they seemed kind of like sheriffs but you said they were city police Yes, they were. They, they are dressed in brown. They kind of do look like highway patrol officers, but they are um, Las Vegas Metro, which is just like the downtown, like, tourist area of Las Vegas that they're primarily responsible for. Um, and we, since we were only, like, a block from the Strip, the, the uh, old part of the, the, the northern part of the Las Vegas Boulevard, um, that, that's why we were in their area. That's why it wasn't just Las Vegas PD. Now, earlier in that, I think it was the same day, or maybe it was the day prior, uh, you were still in Vegas, and you were on the street. There were a couple cops that had pulled somebody over. You guys did some cop blocking uh, on them. You pulled out, uh, what's that, cop block? It's copblock.org is the website. You pulled out uh, your video cameras and were recording these cops. They didn't like that very much. Was this the same department that ended up arresting you later, or was that a different department? That was a different department. Those guys were actually um, Nevada State Patrol or troopers, and um, they they were just uh, monitoring that highway. I believe it was 15, and that was actually like two or three days prior to my my arrest yesterday. I see. Okay. I suspect these yeah. guys talk, though. I mean, I, I think that uh, Liberty on Tour is probably getting a reputation of some ex- to some extent with law enforcement. 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, um, I know that, like, the jail at around 6 o'clock this morning did take me out of the holding cell that they had me in, a, a 6 by 10 that was had seats for 6, but we were holding 10 in there while four guys slept on the floor wow. or laid on the floor. I don't know if anyone was really sleeping. But uh, they pulled me out around 6 and said that I needed to instruct my clan to uh, quit calling. <laughs> which time I informed them, I can't control what anybody does, and I think uh, an easier solution would be just to let me go, as I shouldn't be here to begin with. That is awesome. Just to just to inform, inform our newer listeners that are not aware of what can happen when the police put uh, Adam and Pete or anybody else that's uh, within the Liberty community in a cage, uh, the the activists get the word out. I mean, word went out on Facebook real fast last night. Uh, I think you guys sent a pork four one one out as well, and that helped uh, bring some attention to it. You 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 put the word out among the activist community. These uh, the phone numbers were shared for the jail and for the uh, and for the police department, and people call. Uh, if you ask the activists to call, it's one that's one easy thing that anybody who's anywhere can do. You don't have to be a part of the New Hampshire Liberty Movement to uh, to help somebody out. And even though there was maybe just a handful of folks that are actually on the ground there in Las Vegas, uh, there are. Dozens, if not hundreds, of people around the country that can easily pick up their phone in a moment's notice. Also, if you if you get in in tune with it, they have a script. Some people will put up scripts of this is what I said, and yeah. so it'll give you an idea of what to say. Adam, you can stick with us for a little while and talk more about this, right? Absolutely. All right, more with Adam Miller from LibertyOnTour.com here in moments at 800-259-9231. Maybe you've got a question for Adam or Pete. He's there as well, though we haven't heard from him yet. Uh, if you've got a question, dial in. You're welcome to get on the phone with them, too. It's Free Talk Live. In the decades to come, hardy adventurers will colonize the solar system, rediscovering freedom and finding vast new wealth. But the government of Earth will seek to extend its power and claim that wealth as its own any way it can. Escape from Terra, Volume 1, the first trade paperback collection of the popular adventure webcomic series, is available now for $12.95 from Big Head Press at BigHeadPress.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Meg. And Mark. And you can join us online. FreeTalkLive.com is the place to go. You'll find that the features there are free. So enjoy those on us, including news updates. You get signed up, we'll clean uh, keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about free talk live go to news.freetalklive.com get signed up you can follow us via email which is the best way there's also twitter and facebook uh, head over to news.freetalklive.com and again our website packed full of free features and uh, it's it's got a lot of good stuff on the front page stuff created by listeners like you another good source for news and information our friends over at freedomsphoenix.com yeah as a matter of fact some of the top headlines over there is uh kristen oh shoot Mine, mine dirtsma and how pig parts run the world. Northern Lights get reality TV show on the internet. Afghans election success, violence, fraud, and low voter turnout. Go check it out at freedomsphoenix.com. All right, we're going to come back here uh, with more with Adam Miller and Pete Ayer. They are the two guys behind. 
what was the Motorhome Diaries and is now morphed into Liberty on Tour as they are crossing the country and now coming back from the West Coast, uh, touring around, meeting up with uh, liberty-minded activists in various different cities across the country, uh, getting out, doing activism with those folks, and uh, getting arrested along the way. Uh, not the not necessarily their intention, but it's what's happened. It's now uh, Adam's second arrest while on the road for Liberty on Tour. And similar, you know, strikingly similar circumstances here. Uh, the first time you arrested in Denver was because of not showing identification. And this time around, uh, you were just minding your own business in MARV, the Mobile Authority Resistance Vehicle, you guys' RV. And uh, some cops came up in Vegas and decided to harass you. Now, did they send out five cops right out the gate? Um, well, I'm not sure exactly. I was talking from the window, and I, I couldn't see around. Um, I know three came right away, and then um, when I got them to a point where I was like, "Hey, I've given you all the information. I'm going to voluntarily give you. I'm asking if I'm, you know, if I if I can just leave, and that would solve everyone's problems here." Um, and then one guy went to talk to the supervisor, and then shortly afterwards we came out to when I noticed there, I believe it was six officers, and by the time they transported me, there had been eight there. Um, and even after I was officially arrested, because when I first stepped out of the RV, um, they didn't even give me a chance to, like, identify myself or, or you know, give you a choice. Um, it was just immediately I was placed in handcuffs, and then I, I was told I wasn't under arrest at that time. But I think they handcuffed me because I had the uh, video camera or the, the iPhone, or excuse me, the Android, with the quick going. And I think that's why they put me in handcuffs right away to get that out of the way um, and then entered Marv. But um, it wasn't about 45 minutes before I was actually officially under arrest and told I was going to a jail cell. Did they, uh, you said they went into Marv. Did they toss the place? Uh, was it searched as it has been in prior encounters? It was not. I was actually surprised. They did it um, for what they said to make sure there was no other people in here, even though we had told them there wasn't, and we didn't consent to them being searched. But, mm-hmm. yeah, they came in with, like, guns drawn and uh, ran back to the back and, I think, looked in the bathroom and came out. Right, and this this is all over a parking violation, right? Mm, but I mean, it was near a federal building, so uh, that yeah, justifies when, it all. When well, you it, add the camera into the mix, it... It makes them sketchy. Oh, it's it's clear and obvious that this is the uh, this this is contempt of cop. I mean, to anyone who's listening, who well has has an ounce of integrity, understands that this is all about the police officers not liking the fact that you didn't answer every single one of their their pointless silly questions, and uh, they didn't like being that public servants can be well videotaped on public property while they're they're working on public time. Absolutely. I mean, to be honest, I mean, if it would have been. Uh, it wasn't even a parking violation. There was no law being violated. They simply the right. property owner did not call and ask us to be removed. Mm-hmm. It was merely because we were too close to one of their buildings for their comfort. Mind you, we were a good 150 yards from that building. Right. Uh, I know that's still close, but I, I mean, it's not like we were parked out in front. I, I just want people to understand what it must be like in order to get your home invaded and your vehicle searched over a parking violation. Everybody's had a parking ticket. These cops came in. Five deep with weapons drawn in order to find out if there was someone in the vehicle who was doing what? Well, it was a sh- it was a show of force. It was intimidation, and as you mentioned earlier, it was a fishing expedition. These cops were doing what they uh, they always do, and that is attempting to contact people who, as you pointed out, have not actually broken any sort of law, and attempting to talk them into 
a reason to arrest them, basically. And that's one of the things when I was looking at the video, I was thinking, oh, my gosh, why did you talk to him in the first place? Um, because, I mean, it's easy for me to sit back here and quarterback it because I wasn't there on the ground. And I know that you like to have discussions uh, with the police. But when the first cop opened up with, can I talk to you for a second? How do you think things would have gone had you just closed the window and uh, said no thanks or just ignored them in the first place? I thought about that. I mean, you're kind of right. It's not that I want to be confrontational with police, but I still, I still want to talk to them. And like I said to them over and over after the quick video was done, is that, okay, guys, you're, you're now arresting me for obstructing an officer. And I said, how did I do that? And they said that I didn't cooperate. Well, I did. I gave them my name. I told them what I was doing, libertyontour.com. And, and I said that all everything I've stated to you, can be backed by proof. You know, I mean, you're looking at this RV with a bunch of graphics. You know, there's no reason for you to think that I went through all this work to deceive you. Uh, and I would just like to leave. It's the and most elaborate ruse that. ever put forth. Right. And it, it's, it, what's absolutely ridiculous is these same uh, jackballs with silly hats and little tin badges will tell you that you have the right to remain silent. So how can you have the right to remain silent, then be arrested for uh, obstruction of justice for not answering their questions? You did it. Either I have the right to remain silent, your majesty, or I mm. don't. Quit lying to me, please. Well, exactly. I mean, at the end of the day, yes, I, I might have. But, um, I mean, after the conversation started, the officer, and I don't know if you heard him say it on the quick video or not. I haven't been able to view it myself. But he said if we didn't come out of that vehicle, they will tow us tow it in there with us, and, you know, and or disable the vehicle by whatever means they were implying, I don't know. Um, but uh, so after I opened the window and talked to them, I think there was no way they were going to let us just drive off. Hmm. So it was either shut, not answer the wind, not answer the door at all or open the window and wait for the tow truck to drive up, they probably just would have towed us without yeah. talking to us. It's I mean, hard to say, uh, really. I mean, we, you, we're, it's all speculation at this point. It could very well be that they would have pulled out their guns, shot out your tires for not to, if you just tried to close your window up and drive away. I mean, these are the same guys that stormed it. They had no right to enter this vehicle. Once you had come out, and, uh, you know, they, they put you in cuffs. What was their right for doing this? The reason they let you go, Adam, I suspect, is because they were on uh, really, really thin legal ice. Well, yeah, Meg mentioned uh, during one of the breaks, apparently, that they have dropped the charges. Is that true? That is true. Um, when I was, like, I talked to Pete about an hour before my release, and he said that there's no word from the judge, but yet one of his assistants said I would see him at 9 a.m. tomorrow. And if I wanted to be bailed out, so I said, you know, I was kind of tearing back and forth because they were they were pretty rough with me at uh, the beginning when they like pulled me out of the police car. One guy grabbed my neck and like yanked uh-huh. me my my torso and head out of the car while the other one grabbed my feet, put shackles on it, and then grabbed the chain to carry my the lower half of my weight while like twisting my ankle while uh-huh. the one guy held me under the armpits and the other three guys carried me into the jail and they were twisting my wrists and my ankles to, to get me to comply. And they cuffed you to a bench. Tell you what, we want to talk more about the jail process here in a moment. Uh, Hang on, more with Adam Miller from LibertyOnTour.com. Just got out of the Las Vegas jail. Charges dropped after being harassed for parking somewhere where there was no evidence that he wasn't allowed to park there. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Tollhouse Morsels, helping you create special moments and memories your family will cherish forever. Visit us at tollhouse.com. 
You may bake for birthdays and holidays, but why stop there? Sweeten up the rest of the year by designating monthly dessert days. Treat your family to one of their favorites or surprise them with something new. Either way, you'll create a tradition everyone will love. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. Talk Live, you can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site free. So enjoy those, and you'll enjoy the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing they are indeed listeners of the program. Uh, Tracy Ward, the newest addition to the Shrine, also the very same lady that is in this month's uh, or th- this month's page of the Ladies of Liberty Alliance calendar. Uh, Tracy Ward, the newest member of the Shrine of Female listeners. Thanks to Taryn Lupo over at the LCL Report for putting that up there on the site. So you can get the details if you are a lady listener on how to become part of the Shrine at shrine.freetalklive.com. And again, that's shrine.freetalklive.com. Also, uh, Mark, tell me about gold and silver. What's a great way to get your hands on some? And I mean get your hands on it because you don't want to go with one of those buy the gold that's in a vault somewhere deals and it turns out that they've actually just sold you pieces of paper that don't represent gold. That could be very uncomfortable. I mean, I think that there's reputable uh, organizations out there that do that uh, that, that kind of thing. However, I think for, for people that, that own smaller amounts, you're talking about a situation where you'd probably want it in your hands. Um, I can see why people would want it in, in vaults, too. But but um, the in, in this case, you go to gold.freetalklive.com and uh, check out what we've got there. I've I've picked some some coins, including the uh, the new Mises coin. There's a uh, Ludwig von Mises coin. Go over and check it out at gold.freetalklive.com. We've got some uh, great rates on it. We've teamed up with Midas Resources, who is the syndicate uh, of Free Talk Live, and that way, when you buy gold and silver, you can not only get some great prices, could very well be the best prices of, for these things on the internet. But you'll also be able to support Free Talk Live and its syndicate. It's gold.freetalklive.com. All right, so we're going to continue here. We've got Adam Miller with us from libertyontour.com as he and his partner Pete Ayer are traveling across the country and back, meeting up with liberty-minded folks all around uh, the whole country and uh, hanging out with them and doing activism and and sometimes encountering the police. Uh, Sometimes it goes well, sometimes not so much. Uh, this time you were carried away after the police came up to harass you and Pete for being parked in an area that they claimed was private, uh, but you saw no uh, signage of any sort that was prohibiting uh, your parking there. You decided to converse with the officers, uh, hoping that that would help end the situation, because there have been situations in the past. Uh, I think one of them was in Connecticut where you guys were in a parking lot and the business owner didn't want you there, and the police came out to inform you of that. You went on your way, and the cops were fine with it. In this case, you attempted to uh, to assuage the police by telling them that you were more than happy to leave, except they demanded more information from you. And because you didn't want to give up all kinds of personal info, uh, they decided to, well, demand that you leave the vehicle, which I found was kind of an interesting situation. Are you still there, Adam? I am here, yes. You were uh, in the video that was posted, and I reposted it over at freekeen.com, the 20 minutes. It's about 20 minutes long, and the beginning portion is you, you conversing with them, and the very end is where you guys end up leaving the vehicle. Now, they were, they were basically threatening you to get you to leave, but I thought it was interesting that they, uh, they basically had to cajole you to voluntarily leave the, uh, the, 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 the RV as opposed to just st- 
storming in and coming after you when there were plenty of them around? Do you think that what what is your perspective on why they approach things that way? I'm not sure. I mean, it's just like many of the things that went on throughout the evening. Um, they don't know how to deal with situations other than force. And I mean, uh, the the sergeant that came on scene, the supervisor, um, at one point even said they'd rip the door off if they had to. Um, and, you know, we, we really don't want to get in a situation. We're in the middle of a project. We've had our camera gear stolen. We've had our, our property damaged. Um, you know, Pete's motorhome has been damaged. And so, you know, engaging the officers is kind of like, I guess I was hoping to use logic with them and run into uh, officers who could understand that there's, there's no threat here. There's a misunderstanding. We go, yeah, no, it's kind of Ma- Meg was laughing at you. It's just the, the laughter caught, though, so I apologize. Go ahead. Sure, sure. No, and, and normally, uh, you know, there have been times when it's happened. I thought this might have been one of them. But, but yeah, to get out of the vehicle, it was, uh, you know, uh, partially to save some of our property, hopefully some, some uh, harm towards ourselves. But, again, it, it didn't really work out that way. They placed me. Uh, they just detained me. It was why they handcuffed me. I feel that that was because of the, the camera in my hand. And um, after they claimed that I was under arrest, then I then informed them that, all right, well, since I'm officially under arrest now, I'm no longer you know, cooperate with this kidnapping because I shouldn't be taken to jail. And it was actually about an hour-ish, I don't know the exact amount of time, before they actually transported me from the RV's location to jail, where I went over and over with several of the officers that, okay, you're charging with the obstructing an officer. Does this warrant having to go to jail? You know, and the officer said that he could use discretion and give me a ticket, but some formula that he thought that, I, I was deceiving, or he doesn't know who I really am, or whatever. Like he moved back and forth. You weren't obedient enough. That's that's really what exactly. it was. They wanted you to answer every question. Now, quick question before we get to the jail part of the story: sure. uh, At what point did the officers, uh, did the cops know that you were recording them? Because uh, Pete was recording from the uh, from Quick dot com, kind of sitting back a ways from the windows, and it wouldn't have been immediately apparent uh, that they were being recorded. Did you have a camera in your hands as well? Did they were they aware? that they were actually being broadcast live? Um, one of our HD cameras was on the table. You can probably see our shotgun mic assembled to that camera. Um, I don't know if they put two and two together. They never noticed it. But towards the end of the conversation, um, when I was waiting for the superior to come back, I did start taking video from my phone, mm-hmm. which um, I, hasn't, I haven't even looked at it yet or anything like that. But um, so they were the one, at least one of the officers was aware that they were being filmed. And uh, we did say, I, I don't remember, I remember us saying that we weren't armed and stuff like that, and that maybe we had phones in our hands when we were coming out. But I remember us saying that we were, you know, we're peaceful, like, because they, they were all, like, surrounding the door with, like, their hands on their hips. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so we wanted to make sure that they weren't going to draw down on us or, or put us in a, a weird situation. So I, I know one officer for surely knew that they were being videotaped, but it never really was an issue um, after the fact of coming out and having a phone. So I just wonder if that really would have changed their behavior. I mean, always, again, looking in hindsight, I wonder if had you come up to the window, if you wanted to talk to them, uh, had, because the, the, the first question from the officer was a contact, classic contact question. Can I talk to you for a second? Oh, no, thank you. I don't want your services today. Goodbye. Um, but, uh, but if you're going to come up to the window, you've got a camera in your hands or the phone for quick.com, which allows anybody to broadcast instantly, pretty much instantly, to the Internet. And you're, if you were to say something like, we're broadcasting this live, do you feel as though the police would have uh, acted on a, in a more cautious manner? Do you feel they, they may have changed their, uh, their behavior as a result of that? Well, I, I would assume so, and I'd hope so, but I haven't actually tried that myself. I do know that... Even with our regular cameras, 
Um, it probably helps. Like the video we posted of the Nevada uh, State Highway Patrol, um, when we said, are we being detained? And they said, no, okay, then we're going to leave. I think them not following us or like saying, whoa, you, you don't get to leave is because of the camera in those scenarios. So Yeah, by the way, that was great. I, I meant to, uh, to compliment you on that. If you go to libertyontour.com and you scroll down past the current story, there is the one that you did the, the couple days prior also in Las Vegas where it's the two of you and the two cops. And it was, it was great. It was like a Dave Ridley move uh, where basically you, know, the cop, uh, you ask the cop if you're being detained. He says no, and you turn right around and just walk away. It was, and they didn't do anything about it. It was really it was empowering uh, to watch that. Yeah. Again, and the reason why I think if you would do that without a camera or by yourself, you know, there's always two of us, so that really helps. And I mm-hmm. encourage people that are going to go out and film cops to at least have somebody that's going to stand across the street or, you know, if not next to you. Um, to, to get yeah, and the, the closer the better. By the way, yeah. I know that there's uh, it, it's kind of funny when uh, when new activists come up here to uh, New Hampshire, they're not used to how well different things are up here. And like if they pull out a video camera, they're standing a hundred feet away from uh, from from the action. The video hey, uh, the video stinks at that you point. You can get you can get closer. It's New Hampshire. They're not gonna they're not as likely to uh, to hurt you for for being close. But I don't I don't blame anybody for wanting to keep their distance from the police. These guys are. Uh, unpredictable they're dangerous and you don't know what they're going to do but the the closer you can get to the action the better because if, if you're way across the street then you know it doesn't really matter so much uh you don't if have the audio the, the most important part yeah. is the audio not the video adam you can stick with us right Absolutely. all right more with adam miller here in moments he is from liberty and we will take your calls, of course, about anything at 800-259-9231. So arrested on uh, not even the side of the road, just in some place in Las Vegas, uh, some place they'd parked their RV, taken to jail, ended up being strapped to a chair for five hours. We haven't heard that part of the story yet. We'll find out what it was like in jail here in moments with Adam. It's Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. It is the show that you can take control of by dialing in toll-free. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online. Freetalklive.com. Features there are free. And if you want to help support this program, you can do that by shopping with us at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. You uh, can find pretty much whatever it is you're looking for there. Uh, Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com sells a bunch of stuff, different categories, dozens of categories. Brand new items, you can ship those with free Super Saver shipping, a whole bunch of those. Not all of them qualify for it, but a shocking amount do. And uh, used items even, if you want to save a few extra bucks. So get your shopping done over at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. And when you enter Amazon through that link, Free Talk Live will get a portion 
of Amazon's profits. Joining you in the studio, it is Ian. And Meg. And Mark. Uh, and also joining us on line here, on the line rather, is Adam Miller from LibertyOnTour.com. He's given us the rundown on his last 24 hours, uh, most of which were spent behind bars in Las Vegas as uh, he and Adam, or excuse me, he and Pete uh, from LibertyOnTour.com are going across the country meeting up with liberty-oriented activists, doing activism in Vegas was one of your stops. It was actually, I think, your last day that you were planning on being in Vegas that, uh, that you were arrested after uh, having a conversation with some police. They didn't pull you over. You were just in a parking area or what you thought was an area in which you could park. They claimed that you couldn't. They claimed that they were nervous because you were in a uh, brightly marked uh, RV with advertisements all, these, all over all it. All these bright colors scare me. Well, and uh, and they, they claimed that they, it was near a federal building. So apparently they're worried that terrorists are going to roll up uh, you know, with an RV that's just got is, – is the most blatantly obvious thing in the, uh, the entire world and, uh, and cause some sort of terror. So they arrested you. You didn't go along with uh, cooperating with them, and they took you to the Las Vegas jail, where they then proceeded to uh, subject you to some very uncomfortable conditions. What? Uh, what? What's the story there? Well, yeah, like I stated before, I uh, informed them once I was officially under arrest at the scene uh, where Marvin's parked that since I'm officially under arrest, I will not resist the arrest, but I will not assist in the arrest. Um, at that time, you know, in usual fashion, they. Uh, waged more threats at me, saying they would, quote-unquote, code five me, which would then, you know, they would have this team waiting and physically remove me, and, and it would be very unpleasant. And I then stated to them that, you know, I'm a peaceful person, and I haven't harmed anybody, and there is no victim on this crime, and it doesn't warrant going to jail and being locked in a cage. I kept saying cage when they kept correcting me to say jail, and uh, that was kind of funny to go back and forth with them for a moment. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's a cage. But um, anyways... So when I got to the jail, um, there was about five or six guys, one EMT and a nurse. They asked me some questions first, and I said, I'm fine. You know, these men don't have to do this and so on. And then uh, the larger of the jailers, like, his hand, like, fit all the way around my neck and, like, pulled my head out. And he, uh-huh. him and another guy grabbed each side of my arms, pulled me out to where a guy, like, shackled my legs, grabbed the chains, and... One of the men of the three was twisting my wrist as, as he was holding one of my armpits. Um, the other one was holding my neck and one armpit, while the other one was holding my legs and one ankle, both trying to twist them. Just like in Denver, they twisted my wrist and kept saying, sir, you should walk. I bet you would feel better to walk um, and, and things like that. And these mm-hmm. guys are saying the same thing. You know, you know you could do this on your own, um, and which I would just reply, you know, you don't have to use force against me, and you could just let me go. Um, so they brought yep. me into the facility put the uh, chain around my waist that had handcuffs at its side so that my, and put me in those handcuffs where my elbows are bent a little bit. They then uh, asked me if I would walk to take pictures and a thumbprint where I said, I won't resist, but I won't assist. Um, they said, fine. They then, like, dragged me and threw me onto a concrete chair, like a single chair with two bars along the sides of it with handcuffs on it, where they handcuffed the handcuffs through those things so that I couldn't move my hands or turn my body and I was stuck in that chair for about five hours Wow! to the point where, where uh, shift change came, and they asked if they were going to be cooperative. And at this point, I, I'll be honest, I was a little shaken with how uh, violent they were to me and how much, like, the cuffs were untied, my wrist had hurt. And uh, I kind of took a note from you, Ian, where I said, you know, I'll do these things as long as you ask me nicely and start treating me like a human. So as long as they said please and or thank you, um, I would walk, but I would walk really slowly I would say things to them like, do you, do you even know I'm here? Did you ask why I was here? Do you feel that I should be here? Um, things like that. 
And, uh, you know, it was kind of like the rest of the evening was like, make a deal. Uh, you know, I would get something. Because I asked him, like, you get me out of this chair, that's awful, and put me somewhere where I could lay down. Um, I would do these things as long as you asked me nicely. And then they did. Threw me in a holding cell with a bunch of other people. Then they wanted to ask me a bunch of medical questions, which I tried to decline. But I'm code five, so wherever I go, I'm shackled at the, the hip and at the ankles, and three guys are accompanying me. Because the guy uh, who so won't walk think- around needs to be chained. Right, and this is all, I'd like to remind the listening public out there, this is all about an alleged traffic, vi- or excuse me, uh, not traffic, but a parking violation. Which was never actually cited in right. any way, shape, you know, or There's form. no signage or anything about, like that. Right. It was more about the area in which we parked. We parked too close to one of their buildings. You know, no parking infraction, just the fact that we're too close to their building. Um, but yeah, so during a medical procedure, they're like, you know, they give me the same line. This must be in their training at this jail because I heard it over and over through several uh, COs, correction officers, mm-hmm. that said we can do this the easy way, we can do this the hard way. And it wasn't so much the questions, but they wanted to inject me for a, a TB test, and I didn't want them sticking anything in my body. And we went over this, and finally I, I gave because I didn't want them to use force on me and let them do it. But then I just sque- they just put it under your skin, and I squeezed it out right away which uh, I, I don't know if it really helped or what, but hmm. I really didn't like that at all. I mean, it was total an invasion of my body. It's interesting. Know, the TB test has been explained two ways. The one I experienced was like a little prick. Uh, the the one that Lauren Canario explained to me that uh, they tried to foist on her was an actual needle with an injection kind of needle style to it, and it sounded much larger and much scarier. Uh, that one I don't think I would have accepted. Uh, but the, the yeah, pinprick one mind, seemed I'm... to be pretty standard TB test. Yeah, mine sounds kind of like that. It was just like a prick. Like they just raised my skin up and then put a little fluid in there, which I immediately pinched and put back out the same hole they, they put it in. But um, like I said, I really didn't like it. Yeah. And I didn't sign anything about like my arrest or admitting the charges, but they, they weren't going to let me leave that room until I signed that medical waiver. We probably sat there for like five minutes. And I'm like, come on, guys. So then I signed that under duress, and uh, uh, then they threw me into a, a cell with a 10 by 6 with 10 other guys. Um, six, there were six spots to, to chain people to. The ten of us were in there, and uh, you know it was, that was just a horrible condition, freezing. Mind and, you, I'm still in flip flops and shorts because that's what I was arrested. Oh in. my gosh! And, yeah, and, and I, I no water. Did I hear correctly that you were not able to access water throughout a, a bunch of this? Yeah, that's true. I mean, we did have. Uh, they kept telling us to drink out of the sink, but something was up. Like that water was cloudy. And uh, nobody wanted to do that. Oh, Not yeah, that's comforting. <laughs> hey, have some cloudy yeah. water. Mm. Especially since there was a, a bubbler right outside the door. And, I mean, we asked over and over for it. But uh, I think I, I apologize to the guys uh, that were in there, some who were just, like, needed to go through the booking process and be like, go. But they were very, very slow with that. But um, I, I'm guessing, uh, due to some of the reactions and comments to me from the correction officers, that, my cell was being processed a little slower due to the fact that I was in there and they were upset about all the phone calls, mm. which I really appreciate. And I'm very glad that everybody took a little bit of time to uh, help because, I mean, it, it, it really, really solidified the ideas and drove it home to some of those folks. I that, have to even wonder, know, Adam, how many people even got through. Uh, last night when I first got the word, uh, we were, uh, Meg is here at the studio, and uh, we were you know, making this call. First of all, the the phone messaging system was confusing. I didn't know what buttons yeah, to press. Eight numbers, but seven different. I ended lines. up go, going on hold at. Uh, first of all, the police department was closed in Las Vegas. You couldn't even make a call to them, so I had to call the, the jail police department. Yeah. That's, uh... 
in and, Las Vegas. Right. Yeah, and that makes uh, sense. so I had to call the jail and was put on hold for 10 minutes. I mean, it was unprecedented. The, the amount of time I was on hold, I was thinking to myself, well, how long do I want to hold for this? And I just kept holding and kept holding. Finally, uh, someone picked up. She claimed that you weren't there. And then a few moments later, I uh, looked on Facebook and other people were saying that they did say that you were there and uh, they wanted us to give you, uh, the, uh, give them your social security number or birth date. And I thought, no, I'm not, even if I knew either of those yeah. numbers, which I don't, I wouldn't give them because I don't know if you would have given them. I so. wanted to say like, well, under it, it'll either have a picture of him giving the finger or just saying no. So do you have anybody with that birthday under there? <laughs> so, yeah, they claimed that they couldn't find you without uh, having a birthday. But then I guess others called and, and were able to find you. There's all kinds of just it's just so confusing. They're bureaucrats. Yeah. They have no obligation to serve no. you. This is this is the kind of customer service you're going to get from the government. So I call later. On, oh, so the next day, or today rather, I called the court because Pete had posted over on the Liberty on Tour, I think on the Facebook page, that you should call the court and, and uh, encourage the judge to let Adam go. And so I'm call, I call the court and I listen to the menu three times to try to figure out what button to press. Press the number one, the, you know, probably the most popular button, and it goes to a fast, busy signal. Then, later, a half hour later, I call back. It didn't even go to the voice messaging system. They claimed it, it was like a voicemail system that hadn't been set up at you that point. You jammed them all They up. shut down the entire system, apparently. Uh, tell you what, Adam, hang on if you can. Can we keep you through the uh, to the next hour just for a little bit? Absolutely. All right, more coming up in hour number two with Adam Miller from LibertyOnTour.com. Free talk live. Now tell me again how this country is the land of the free and the home of the brave. How would you like to use the power of mass media and popular culture to send an anti-statist message straight to the heart of middle America? It's easy to do. Just request this song on the radio. Hi, I'm John Ringer, and let me tell you about my crazy idea. I wrote a song called My Country, My Ass. I sent this song to over 600 radio stations nationwide. Then I made a web page with links for contact and email for all the radio stations. My goal is nothing less than to change the psychology of the entire country. But I can't do it alone. I need your help. All you have to do is use the internet to request the song. Radio stations aren't like the government. They care what their listeners think. To request the song, just go to MyCountryMyAss.com. It's easy. That's MyCountryMyAss.com. This song is my message. Is it yours? Why don't you tell those jerks in Washington to stick their laws where the sun don't shine? This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the second hour of the program. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And we give you the features on the site for free. So do enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com main feature allows you to actually uh, create the content for the site so other listeners can see uh, news items or blog posts or videos that you think are pretty interesting, you find it online, submit it to freetalklive.com. Other listeners vote on them, and the most voted up make it to the front page of the site. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Meg. And Mark. Uh, and also on the line with us here, a special guest, Adam Miller from libertyontour.com. For the first hour, uh, for those just tuning in, he was recapping what happened to him in the, over the last 24 hours after being arrested in Las Vegas for 
basically not being obedient enough uh, when he was talking with the police about a parking issue when it came to the RV that he and uh, Pete Air have been traveling across the country in at uh, LibertyOnTour.com. The cops arrested him and treated him badly, uh, took him to jail, treated him, continued to treat him badly, uh, locking him onto a concrete slab chair for five hours, denying access uh, to, to potable water. And uh, it was just it just sounded terrible. And it sounded dire today, too, because the initial reports we were getting at him were that you weren't going to be let out, uh, that uh, I guess your mom had heard that or Meg had heard somebody had heard. Yeah, that. Yeah, it was just I mean, nobody was getting a straight answer from any of, course not. of the 30 different numbers that were going around. And so it was all a lot of, you know, running around just completely helpless to the situation, not knowing anything. So we weren't sure what was going to happen. In fact, at one point, they actually threatened you over all the phone calls that were coming in. Because when uh, when one of the liberty activists in this community is arrested, the other people, whether they're in New Hampshire or not, I mean, we're based in New Hampshire. You guys are eventually going to come up here. Uh, but And a lot of activists are here. But there are people around the country who either can't make it up here for whatever reason or they, you know, or they're just not here yet. And they want to do something. And so so when this kind of an opportunity comes up, they seize that opportunity. They pick up their phones. They call the jail. They call the police department. They call the court, and they're asking about you and how you're doing and if they can get you a blanket because you weren't given a blanket either uh, and uh, you know, stuff like that, just checking up on you and loading up their phones with calls from concerned people. And this is really special. It's really unusual because usually when somebody goes to jail, no one cares except mom. Or well, they care, but they just, uh, you know, people placidly sit there like, doe-eyed cows and say, well, I guess the authorities have it all in hand. I mean, when people are getting murky-looking water out of their out of their drinking fountains there, and they're they're not getting uh, blankets in a, in a you know a room that's kept very air conditioned for for sterilization purposes, it's well, crazy. Well, they tell themselves stories like, well, he went to jail, he must have deserved it, or uh, you know, or they just you know they're too busy to. Or it's care. just a feeling of like I can call in, but what is what that going to do? do? Right, well, that's true too. They they know the kind of response they're going to get from the bureaucrats yeah. which is you know not much right i could barely i couldn't even get through it took me 10 minutes to finally talk to somebody at the jail and then the next day the uh, the the entire court system's phone system went down so I, I i imagine that's because they were getting sick and tired of actually talking to people and so they threatened you adam what happened there well yeah they basically said to me that if i didn't get the people to stop calling um which i have no control over um that it would be worse for me or that they would go to other outlets or something like to that effect. And I, I asked him, what do you mean by that? And and then he's just like, well, get them to stop. And that was where I was at. And I was <laughs> what are you supposed to do? Telepathically tell these people don't call anymore. I'll just yeah. get on my Facebook page from here in the jail cell. <laughs> well, yeah, that's it. As he was taking me back to my cage, I said, wouldn't the simpler and more peaceful solution be to just let me go? Um, I shouldn't be here in the first place. And I asked him again because I asked just about everybody I engaged that had a badge you know, do you know why I'm here? Do you know what happened? You know, and, and then if they gave me the opportunity, I'd give them a brief on how, you know, I, the officers simply didn't like my answers, and that's why I'm here. Um, and, and, again, obviously none of that matters because they're just doing their job. But one other point I'd like to make, too, is that through all this process, I was with, like, 30 other people that are going through the booking process. Not a single one of them was in there for a crime that had a victim. Yep. I mean, there was from jaywalking to uh, drug possession to being drunk in public, whereas what everybody is in here for and everybody is treated like a hardcore criminal. Yeah. Welcome to America, the, the freest country on Earth. They're treated worse than criminals. I mean, I wouldn't treat a criminal like that. 
So they let you out the door at some point here after threatening you, saying things were going to get worse, trying to intimidate you. At some point, they just decided to let you go. What was that like? <laughs> I mean, it was wonderful. Like you guys said, I, I did have, I was able to call collect out of there because depending on which room I was in, it, it, some of them had a phone. And uh, so I did have some contact with uh, Pete and my mom on the outside. And then, um, at, so there's a lot of conflicting reports coming to me as well that I wouldn't see the judge till Wednesday. $2,500 for bail. Must have all the cash because I'm out of state. No bail bonds would help me. Things like that. Um, and then at about 11 o'clock last night, um, our time, I found that, okay, if a bail bondsman could help to get me out, it would take 12 hours and X amount of money that I didn't want to give, or I could see the judge in the, or hope the judge would see my case in the morning and just decide not to prosecute it. In the morning, uh, the judge hadn't done that, and so I was getting ready to hunker down. After I finally got in a general pop, which took like another two and a half hours from my morning phone calls, um, I got a hold of Pete, and he said, yeah, no word from the judge. It looks like you have a 9 o'clock appointment. You know, see you there, right? And I'm like, yeah, it's what's best because I don't want to give into the extortion money mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I'm not supposed to be here. Well, about an hour into that, uh, my name is called. They told me to pack it up that I'm leaving. I asked the guy, the guard in my pod, why? And he says, I don't know. I'm just doing my job. They told me to kick you out. I'm kicking you out. So we walked down. They're giving me my property back, uh, my clothing. And they said, the district attorney has decided not to press charges. You have no more court dates. It's a dead issue. And I said, well, what about all the guys harm me and my wrongful arrest since you're admitting to that now mm-hmm. and he said that's not my problem my, my job is to cut you loose yep and uh then what was a little weird is that they there's about seven of us that were being released and uh six went in one van and i went in another and they took me to a different location near another government building downtown uh near the, uh, the golden nugget and literally threw me out of the van and threw my all I had on for my property, personal belongings, was a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> threw them at me. Uh, they hit up, they bit my chest, fall on the ground. I said, I don't have any money or a phone, and I don't have a shirt because I was not arrested with one, so I can't go in a, a business to God. use a phone. <laughs> they just and threw said, you out like a bum. Here's your cigarettes. Get out of here. <laughs> exactly. And they said uh, that's not their problem and drove off. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> God. I mean, at least it was a city and not the middle of the desert. That would be freaky. Such a criminal gang. Well, at least you could get some water that wasn't murky. Ask them what, what their official do? policy is how about did, that. How did you handle it at that point? I mean, if you, like you said, you're you've got no money, you've got no anything. Well, I, I pretty much said real, real effing mature guys. I mean, seriously, like treating me like an animal, like a, like I'm just some dog they picked up and realized I had fleas and booted me. <laughs> um, Exactly. I mean, liberty so I activists just minutes. like fleas. <laughs> yeah, I, I uh, spent the next ten minutes asking you on the street where one guy like started across the street seeing me coming because I mean, it's just, <laughs> my hair's I had I had where they drew that blood and I pinched it to get it out. Like I just bled down my arm. I like a, an inch worth of blood on my arm. I mean, I probably look like bunch like, of tattoos, kind of scruffy. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Sure, use my and, cell phone. And, and I said, I was like, sir, sir, I'm not a panhandler. I was wrongfully arrested, and I want to use your phone. Mind you, I've seen him on his phone like a half a block up. I don't have a phone. I don't know. You know, his choice, his property, whatever. Sure. I don't blame him for doing that. But, yeah, finally, a nice uh, middle-aged woman was kind enough to let me use her phone, and uh, Pete picked up, even though it was a weird number, and I let him know where I was at, and he picked me up right wow. away. So. Wow, that's great. I wasn't terribly too far from his location where he had set up shop for the day. So tell me about Liberty on Tour. What else have you guys been up to? 
Well, that's about it. We were supposed to leave Vegas this morning and head down to uh, Phoenix, where we're going to hook up with Ernest Hancock and nice. the uh, Freedom Phoenix folks. Um, we've got a good week lined up down there, a possible um, ambushing of some uh, liberty, self-proclaimed liberty-minded politicians that Pete and I are hoping to give a little pushback on. Nice. Um, there's also the immigration issue that, that is heavy down there that we hope to cover, as well as um, Pete doing some open carry stuff. So the week is looking really Fantastic. good. Fantastic. I will hope and keep my fingers crossed that you don't encounter any of Sheriff yes. Joe's men while you're in Phoenix. Uh, be safe, guys. Yeah, definitely be safe, be careful, and we'll look forward to hearing you. I presume Ernie's going to have you on his show, so we'll look forward to hearing you over there at LRN.FM one of these afternoons. I appreciate it. Thanks for everything, guys. Thanks, dude. Adam Miller from com. Head on over there, bookmark the site, follow their YouTube channel, and check those guys out. They might be coming to a city near you. More Coming up, Free Talk Live. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zempax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Enjoy features like our webcam. You can watch and listen to the show, as well as chat. Our chat room's built into the very same page, and it's all free. Uh, go to cam.freetalklive.com to see it for yourself, and get interactive cam.freetalklive.com. The webcam brought to you by memorydealers.com. Yeah, memorydealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, XFPs, GBICs, Zenpax, and X2s. They're 100% compatible with all the major networking equipment manufacturers out there, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off of list price. It's amazing. I've gone. I've seen it myself. So go over there and check them out at MemoryDealers.com. Uh, they have their stuff in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. They also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. You can imagine the private labeling is not ready for overnight delivering. It's MemoryDealers.com. All right. So we're going to continue here. Uh, you've been waiting patiently as we talk to Adam Miller from LibertyOnTour.com. As we go to the phones and the fun, you can call in about anything at 800-259-9231. Let's start with Jason in Colorado on the amp lines. Hello, Jason. Hello, everybody. Hey. Um, I'd like to make two quick comments on the on the Liberty on Tour. Uh, I was one of the people that called today. I called around lunchtime, uh, uh, Dallas time. And uh, I got through to a public affairs officer, and I thought that was interesting. I don't know if it was the bureaucrat just uh, messed up and who they transferred me to, but if the phone calls were heavy as, as I think they were, the fact that it eventually went to the public affairs is, is pretty telling that uh, there's a lot of support out there. Was there's, this- a lot of, there's absolutely a lot of support. Another thing I kind of heard there that, that made, sounded interesting me, to me is the prosecutor's office. This is probably, uh, there hasn't been a lot of phone calls to the prosecutor's office up to this point, as I understand it from uh, the activists around the country. And I think that that might very well be the, the place, because these are the people, the jailers make a difference, yeah. really can't do that much. I mean, a jailer... I mean, you try to imagine if you're a jailer and you decide, you're right, this isn't morally correct. I'm going to let him go. I mean, for God's sake, they practically put you on the firing squad, right? But the uh, 
the, the, the prosecutor's office can do something, and they're not used to this ca- kind of stuff either. That's so a good idea. I don't recall seeing anybody suggesting that, though, Mark. Did you come up on, with that all by yourself? Just now. That's I'm right. a super that is, genius. That is Mark, great. Mark, right you. before I got on the airplane, I saw that the phone number for the mayor and the, and the city council was being posted. So Yeah, another uh, Twitter fun. also got posted as well. That uh, the mayor and city council might work, too, because they could put pressure on the prosecutor. All right, we don't want to take these calls anymore. Let this guy out. Uh, they, they could do that, too. So, yeah, I like that idea. But uh, anyway, go ahead with your thoughts, Jason. Okay, and the last thing before economics is, is I did post to their Twitter, and not, not the Twitter. Uh, the Las Vegas Police Department has a Twitter, and that was a really good suggestion because there's over 3,000 people on that. So all the people in Las Vegas that are follow the cops get to see how badly these people were treated, Adam was treated. I couldn't figure that. How can you post to a cop, the cop's Twitter page? I, I looked at their page and I didn't see any way to post to it. Wouldn't you make... just, I just did a tweet where you put that little at symbol and you use their their thing and it goes out to all those. Really? Yeah, it's the same when you tag somebody in a post on Facebook. You just put the at symbol and then put the name. If you're following them, it'll send out to everybody that is following them. Since it has them tagged in it. Oh, really? that's fun. Yeah. I thought you would have had to opt into something like that. I thought that if you follow somebody on Twitter, you only see their messages they post, but everybody else. Like, for instance, I, I, I don't do much of the Twittering, but I, I do have Penn Gillette on that I like, you know, just kind of like watch to see what they're up to. I don't ever see when anybody else tags Penn Gillette, so I don't know if that's true. Uh, he might have it filtered, but I doubt if the police would be that crafty. Yeah. So how many, how many mindless myrmidons do, do follow the, uh, the Las Vegas uh, Police Department? something really probably all <laughs> reporters mostly reporters well, i mean some people uh, think the police do good work mark and they uh, they or bad work sh- for that matter well there's that too so what else did you want to share tonight okay yeah my main topic is i wanted to talk about the news that's been uh, that came out today that the national bureau of economic research declared that the recession is over well hallelujah the well, government they has declared said. it in 2009 <laughs> Now, well, the now more if they I had say a it. Warning! I would have been able to get my champagne, but I, I didn't yeah. know until I was on the plane today. Well, don't worry; they'll declare it again. Uh, apparently, they've declared it multiple times, right? So, right. And, but, but these are the same people that could not tell you who won the Super Bowl last year, even though the results are in. These these people called it a recession in uh, December of 2007, which is about six months after things were really tanking. And then they in June they're they're saying now retroactively that June 2009 was the end and. Uh, it's it's all BS. It's BS because they're using the Keynesian formula for what a recession or a depression is, and that's in, in a nutshell. It's uh, consumer spending plus investment plus government spending equals GDP. But we know that that's the broken window fallacy because government is treated as separate from the money that's stolen from the consumers. So. If the government spends money, where'd they get it? They got it from the consumers. So it's a it's a completely BS equation to begin with. So um, also, uh, if you can go and look for um, YouTubes of this, and and you can find Bernanke uh, denying that there will ever be a problem with uh, you know invest in the housing market, everything will be fine. And uh, you know these are the same people that right before the crash, even while the, the the excuse me right before the the bubble pops in the in the housing market, even while it's popping or you know after it's popped. They're denying that that's even something that's occurred. Keep on investing in the housing market. Everything's fine here. Uh, don't worry about how we've uh, you know deregulated the the banking industry in this particular area that lets them well put out these derivatives and all that other crap that they're involved in. 
And, Mark, they're kind of like that guy that was the Iraqi spokesman where he says, you know, the tanks are not rolling, the Baghdad is safe, and, you know, there's tanks driving around behind him. <laughs> yeah. The same thing. Chemical Ali, or no, what was his name? What was that guy's name? I don't remember. But I remember, I remember who you're talking Baghdad about. Baghdad Bob or something. Yeah, the guy that was just so ludicrous in his propaganda. <laughs> so, hey, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. We continue with your calls, and we'll talk to Bill in Rhode Island, also on an ampline. Hello, Bill. Meg, uh, just calling in with a uh, story about how Free Talk Live almost got me uh, uh, under surveillance as a possible domestic terrorist. Um, hmm. You know, I, after, the Ron, after the Ron Paul campaign, I, I stumbled across Free Talk Live and have, have become, uh, you know, gradually into the realm of total liberty. Um, the catch is I'm also a uh, I'm going to phrase my words carefully here. Middle management as a uniformed bureaucrat uh, mm. for the federal government. Um, and uniformed? I a, yes, yes. Meaning an uh, enforcement division? Well, let him, look, leave him alone. Because it could be a problem. I mean, the guy's calling in about the how gen- he got put under the national surveillance. Wear, the janitors wear uniforms, too. I'm just trying to see no, if we're... No, no, uh, uh, Overseas and then these sorts of things. Okay. Um Anyway, so I was at a, uh, a luncheon uh, for an association for my, my particular bureaucracy, and uh, we have uh, guest speakers. And the, the guest speaker in this particular day was from a group called the Civil Air Patrol, which I don't know if you've ever heard of this group. Yeah, I, I, I've heard actually things, some reasonably good things about these folks. I, I don't know them to well, be true or not. Well, I, and I'm sure they're great folks. You know, most of the people I, I work with are great folks, but, but one of the things they do is um, they get money they get money from the Air Force to put pods on people's private aircraft to uh, to uh, detect grow operations nice and I'll tell you they, what I, we'll find out more about your story if you can hang on more uh, with Bill in a moment about how he possibly had been targeted for uh, being a domestic terrorist for listening to free talk live at least I think that's what he's telling us more coming up. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You take control of the airwaves, dial in toll-free, bring up whatever you want, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there. We've got a wiki with over 2,000 pages. It's one of the many uh, very interactive features of our website. You can go and edit virtually anything there. W-I-K-I wiki. .freetalklive.com. Now, what if you found out that the best liberty activists from around the world were moving to the same place in order to achieve liberty in their lifetimes? Would you want to join them? Well, I did, and I uh, moved to here to New Hampshire because of the Free State Project. Uh, pre- bleh, because of the Free State Project. <laughs> it's happening, and you can uh, be a part of it. Meg made the move to uh, New Hampshire from all the way across the country, as did uh, Mark and myself. You came from the West Coast. We came from the Southwest Coast. 
that is the southwest coast of Florida, but it's still technically across uh, the country. Yeah, it's below. I was across. And you've been here a few years now, haven't you, Meg? Uh, almost three now, yeah. How's it been? I mean, uh, from when you came to, to now, wow. how have things changed for you? Um, What's it been like? Everything's changed like since I got here. I mean, I started off in Manchester, which was a bit slow, a bit more political. And then when I moved to Keene, like within my first week, I think I've done more activism in that week in Keene than I had done in my entire life previously. It's absolutely amazing. It's the Disneyland for activists. I love it here. Yeah, and it's only really just getting started, uh, and it's just going to keep getting better as oh, more yeah. people move and bring their talents and uh, and and you know their their skills and uh, their whatever investments they might have or their businesses and their families and. Uh, we had Adam Miller on from LibertyOnTour.com. Uh, he's going to be coming up here after, shortly after, I believe, uh, Liberty on Tour wraps up. And I know he's really excited about getting back here to New oh, yeah. Hampshire because it's just, if you're going to do activism and uh, stand up to the police, it's a lot better to do it here in New Hampshire. Oh, right? yeah. And when you go to jail, I mean, all of us, I mean, it's crazy for us because we're not there. We can't do anything. It's frustrating. Much. Yeah, we yeah. can't do anything much to help other than call and here we can actually run around to the bureaucrats and, you know, there's a face to go with the people there. And it makes yeah. it much more difficult for them. And, and even if you're just going to even if you're just into political action, it's more possible here in New Hampshire. Likely, it's happening. It's absolutely yeah. it's happening all over the state. People are getting elected uh, and it's, it's just more uh, reachable. It's more possible to uh, to affect change through even through the system as slow as, uh, and arduous as it might be. So go to freestateproject.org to learn more about it and get signed up, and then make your plan to make the move as soon as possible. We've got more families showing up now. Uh, the Mazingos, are, I think they're arriving uh, sometime this afternoon. They should already be here. Uh, they came all the way from Germany to make this move, which is incredible uh, dedication. We talked about uh, Savannah Last Biscuit, this great underground uh, delivery food delivery service that has now made the move uh, after an, an amazingly difficult situation down south. Some of the things that people are going through to just to get here to New Hampshire are incredible stories on their own. And thanks to everybody who's already here and everybody who's coming and uh, maybe you for coming up here. Freestateproject.org. We go back to the phones and the fun. Bill is with us uh, listening in Rhode Island. Now, Bill, you're a federal government worker and you discovered the ideas of liberty in the midst of uh, your career. With the Ron Paul campaign, you found uh, Free Talk Live, and you were telling us that you were at this conference uh, with the Civil Air Patrol, and uh, I believe that's around where we left off. So pick up your story, please. Well, and and they were telling about how they, you know, they get money to give private pilots these, you know, pods that can detect uh, heat from marijuana grow operations. And I don't know all the physics of it, but I do know that the civil liberties of it, and I didn't like that much, and I... Yeah, I made a comment like this is this is kind of an infringement upon people's privacy, et cetera, et cetera. And it turns out that there's some jerk sitting at my table, and he's you know launches into the typical state as well. It's against the law. They don't you know they don't have rights because they're violating the law. Blah blah blah. And <laughs> so this turns into me having an extended conversation with this gentleman. Uh, and I use the word gentleman loosely, in which you know I try to explain the non-aggression principle and. In consecutive uh, sentences, he refers to himself as both a nationalist and a socialist. Without oh boy. understanding whatever he doesn't even understand what he's saying, right? Yeah. So, so he, you know, he leaves in a huff, starts trying to get me thrown out of this. This was not a, you know, it was kind of a friendly organization. He's trying to get me thrown out of the organization uh, for being a, wow. a liberty advocate, um, and ends up calling my boss. 
and saying, hey, you know, this guy's a real danger. You, what are you going to do about it, blah, blah, blah. And my boss knows me. He knows I'm, I'm a libertarian. And he calls me and he's like, hey, just, you know, watch what you say to who at what times. And, you know, fair enough. You know, not, not every time is a good time to be proselytizing, I understand. Um, and, but this jerk was not, not satisfied with that. So he goes and he calls a federal investigative service and wow. tells them that he thinks I'm the next uh, Major Nadal Hassan. <laughs> now, and, that's the guy that uh, shot people, right? Yeah, there's a guy down in Texas at Fort Hood, the Fort Hood shooter. He tells him I'm the next Fort Hood shooter mm. when I'm the most peaceful person in the world, you know. And so my boss now gets a call from this federal investigative service saying, well, we've got the surveillance package ready. We are going to monitor his Internet. We're going to monitor his phones. We're going to be tailing him, blah, 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 blah. And my boss, God love him, like he, he's a sane, nice guy, he goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, Bill's a, a good guy. You know, this is obviously a giant misunderstanding. Um, and fortunately, you know, they called it off. But, you know, it, I wow. guess my point in saying this is... Or so they claim, term. right? Right. And and you know what? Maybe they are, and, and who knows? You know, whatever. Like, right. I'm yeah, not you're, not planning a, you're not planning to blow anything up, and uh, you're probably not no. doing drug deals over your, uh, your, your personal email, so uh, yeah, you're probably not, you probably don't have too much to worry but about. But he used the catchphrase, liberty. Yeah, that sets right. him off. I, I, I don't do, I, yeah, I, I, uh, I try not to violate the law, uh, despite uh, it may be, the law may be immoral. But, but my point is, you know, one jerk can really, like, put you in a whole lot of danger, even if everybody knows he's a jerk, mm -hmm. I, I, it just takes one person to really like put your whole life and liberty at, at risk. And, and I would just caution everybody out there, you know, just be very careful with who you associate with um, because, because you never know. Do you and, think that uh, there are a higher proportion of jerks working for the federal government than anywhere else? Is this guy actually a federal government employee? Uh, I don't believe he was anymore. No. Oh, I see. He uh, was just at the, this conference. That's why he had the time to uh, hassle you. He was retired. Okay. He was getting a sweet government pension. Bureaucrats have plenty of time on their yeah. hands, too, And Mark. I think it's safer to tell people, uh, instead of just avoiding people who feel sketchy, just get lots of people that you really like around you at all times. And that way, if the sketchy people come along, you don't have to be afraid of them. Yeah, yeah. And I had, I had one real quick idea that I stole from my brother who... Uh, who also got me in a liberty movement. I wanted to run by it, run it by you guys, and I, I think right, someone sure. up there could run with it. Um, so it seems to me the two big problems we have with the Free State Project is either young people with no money and the but plenty of time, uh, and old people with money, but they have jobs and they can't move. So what if some activists took it upon themselves to create like a way to have the wealthier people sponsor the young poor people I don't know how exactly you can make it work. I don't know. It, it seems like a bad idea. I think that uh, th some people have proposed that before in the past. Like they'll come on one of the the activist forums up here and they'll they'll say, "Yeah, just you know, buy me up there. I'll, go ahead, sponsor me, and then I'll come up." And it just seems like you know, if you don't have your s together to the point where you can afford to uh, get a greyhound ticket and and make a move and you know crash on a couch or something like that, or like at least figure all that out and yeah, you and gotta do it want it budget, badly enough. Yeah, I think that even if, like. You can do those things. You can get a Greyhound ticket and crash on couches and, you know, pay a small amount in rent in order to do so. I mean, you really can – you can really crash 
uh, for, for a small amount of, uh, of, of rent if you attempt to up here. We have the facilities for it. You're not going to live palatially, but it, it can happen. And the question is, how badly do people want it? It's a lot easier to stay at mom and dad's. Yeah. Yeah. I would be really concerned that you'd have people just taking folks for a ride uh, if you if you did that. And I think it attracts the wrong kind of person. I think having to make the move to New Hampshire is a it's it's a filtering tool to some extent. And I thank you for the call tonight, Bill. I appreciate your story and thanks for the time at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You gotta be hardcore to uh, to join the Free State Project and and make the move to New Hampshire. And it does take effort and it takes a little bit of money as well. What's liberty worth to you? That's something you have to decide. More coming up. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. Talk Live, you can bring up what you want. Dial in via the toll-free number. Brought to you by SACL CAI. That number is 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. Should you want to support the show, and because perhaps you enjoy listening or enjoy the website and all the features that we give you there for free, you can become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We'll take that money in, reinvest it into the show, get on more radio stations, around the country, bring more internet listeners on board, and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. So head on over to amp.freetalklive.com and get perks, too, like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, uh, the AMP-only forum, uh, the AMP-only podcast, which is uh, does not include the same commercial content that you get uh, from the regular podcast. Go to amp.freetalklive.com and get signed up. That's right. You can also support the show by, well, supporting the advertisers. If it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be here. One of those is SACL CAI. Uh, they, they are a collections company. They do early out billing. They purchase charged off receivables. And they also offer to the Liberty community the opportunity to reach people through their telephones. Uh, they have a you know huge telephony uh, kind of computer program and hardware and all this stuff robo calls yeah well, they can make robo they can do any kind of calls honestly uh, they can they can put your individuals from your home in in contact with people so if you're doing a political campaign you want to have your supporters talking to people you can do can, live call outs yeah they can they can do all kinds of those those setups uh, check it all out at SACL CAI they have our ban- their banner is uh, the top of our the column there on the right hand side of freetalklive.com before we go on here with the calls, people, again, waiting very patiently here, I just want to comment a little further on something that Bill brought up, the issue of, well, let's, you know, let's help these young people get up to New Hampshire sooner. Uh, folks with money can just subsidize them. And uh, I put out there that I don't think that's a good idea because I think it attracts the wrong kind of person. And I think that, that the move to New Hampshire on its own, first of all, New Hampshire being a cold, a cold climate, uh, and also, you know, it's it costs a little bit of money to move. It really kind of filters out the yeah the semi motivated people, right? Uh, if you really want to be here as part of the Free State Project, then dedicate whatever you need to dedicate to making that happen. Start squirreling away, you know, ten percent of your paycheck, or people are doing it. Take on roommates to save extra money. I mean, there are ways to cut out one of your bad habits. You know, uh, quit drinking caffeine. Cut out instance. all your bad habits. Yeah. Oh well, you know, one at a time might help. Yes, I found a good way was I could only carry so much onto an airplane, so I had to sell, sell. everything that I couldn't carry on. Absolutely, you can, it's only stuff you can get it again. Oh, if yeah. you really liked it, you can get it again. 
Uh, so there are different ways that you can make this happen as a young person. Of course, as a young person, many of you don't have uh, things like children and things like that. So it's, it's probably easier in some cases for, for young people to make the move. In fact, that's what we've seen. We've seen the, the early movers of uh, the Free State Project have uh, tended to, I think, skew a little bit on the younger side. It takes families longer to make the move here because they've got you know a house and they've got family and the we've, we've certainly seen them and, pick up and move no doubt it yeah. but it, it takes more uh, think about a business owner we've seen plenty of them pick up and move but gosh darn that's got to be a tremendous operation not enough of them and that's the other point i wanted to make was that somebody posted recently on the free keen forum over at uh, forum.freekeen.com which by the way i think is still the most uh, the busiest new hampshire liberty forum out there they uh, posted that, uh, well, just line up some jobs for us and we'll come. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> make some jobs for yourselves and come yeah, up here. It, look, if you want to make this happen, then the best way to get a job here in New Hampshire is to get here to New Hampshire and find the job. It's harder to find a, a job when you're outside of New Hampshire because it's it's just easier when you can come in and be interviewed in person and, and things like that. And you've got the area code that's the right area code when they're calling you back and, and things like it's just been it's been people's experience from what I understand that it's easier to find a, a you know a job if that's what you want. Of course, always better to work for yourself if you can figure out a way to do that. But if what you want is a job, then uh, it's better to, to get here and find that. Plus, if let's say we were going to expand really quickly here, Mark, and I don't do business that way, but let's just say that all of a sudden next week we're going to create 20 jobs working for LRN.FM, the, uh-huh. uh, the network. Uh, I wouldn't hire people from out of uh, out of state necessarily. I'd right. look first here. Why in the here. world would I, if I've got people that are here that I know that I can talk to that I can see are into the liberty movement? Why in the world would I uh, would I offer this job to just somebody out of the blue that says, right. "Hey, I love the idea of working in radio, and I love liberty too." Yeah, you know those. I'm sorry, those people are a dime a dozen. I want to go with the people that have the you know that put in the time and put in the effort. The people that have, have proven that they're more interested, and those are the people that are that are here or are coming here and are willing to do it on their own yeah, without but, a handout. Like working towards liberty shouldn't be contingent on if you have a job lined up or not. It should be you want to work towards liberty, and a job comes you know second and. So it should be in a position that when you move up here, the job is second on your list of ideal things to do here. I mean, number one is liberty. I think that people can set up uh, operations, um, you know, housing operations and job operations where they will benefit from liberty-minded people coming into the area. I tend to find liberty-minded people to be a a more moral crowd. I think affordable housing is a really good idea. I think having something cheap for people as a landing zone for them to show up at and, and, you know, get get their – you know, get settled at least a little bit here, and they won't have to spend outlay a whole lot of money. I don't see anything wrong with helping people reduce the costs of making the move, but to subsidize them or to set up jobs in advance well, for people to let you these don't things know. happen organically. Yeah. Because if somebody has a bad idea for moving people here, let's say they you know decide to give a thousand dollars to everybody who says that they'll move, um, or everybody who makes it to the state gets a check for a thousand dollars, or whatever it is that they they plan to do that sounds like a bad idea, those ideas will crash and burn on their own um i personally wouldn't get involved in that that kind of operation but you know it may be that somebody who's uh, liberty oriented will set up a factory kind of situation where people who can you know can come in and and you know they'll, they'll maybe they'll have housing i don't know whatever Just it is don't that expect they do. that don't yeah. expect that expect to have to get up here on your own and, and do whatever you need to do to make it happen if that's what you want to happen it's up to you um so 800-259-9231 
Let's continue with your thoughts, your calls. Martin is on the line in Michigan. Hello, Martin. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian Meg and Mark. Hey, everybody. How you doing tonight? Hey, super. What's on your mind tonight, Martin? Uh, just a quick little thing, and I, I actually need some advice from you guys. Oh, boy. For what um, it's worth. Go six ahead. Weeks ago, six weeks ago, I was involved in a car accident. Uh, I was hit from behind. Actually, I, the car behind me was hit from behind and knocked into me. My car was fine. I was there were four cars involved. I was the only one that was able to drive away. Okay. Uh, a passerby called nine one one. Obviously, the only thing I needed was a police report for my insurance. Okay. Um, over the weekend, I received a bill from the township where this happened. A fire truck came out. They did nothing for me other than ask me if I was okay. I said yes, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Um. So I got a bill for seven hundred and fifty dollars. Wow! Wow! With a letter here tell, explaining the bill, uh, telling me that this bill is part of a cost recovery ordinance, um, and it goes on to explain like how they fund their volunteer fire department. And I'm looking; they sent me a copy of the ordinance, and there is a section in here that says, and of course, this is in legalese, but. Uh, Basically, you'll be charged in the following circumstances, and it would fall under this. Any person, person, or entity that receives, requires, necessitates, or causes the use of fire department personnel or fire department equipment for any motor vehicle accident. So because you Um, were there and they came and talked to you, you received their services, even though you didn't ask for them. And actually... I pulled off the road um, because it was near an exit on the highway. So they, they claim, I guess what they're claiming is that they provided, uh, they blocked traffic, which I don't even think they did. Actually, the sheriff did. But um, now they did clean up fluids from the fourth car that was totaled and, you know, had some fluid leaking. So if they want to send them a bill, that's fine. But to me, I want to know how some people in a township hall passing an ordinance has any any bearing on my life. I, I almost relate this to uh, if an electrician drove by my house and saw I had a light bulb out, came up, asked me if they wanted to change my light bulb, and I said no, and then they sent me a bill anyway. Yeah, this is, uh, I, I would say the answer to this is no. This is an illegal ordinance. Uh, it, it, the, the fact is, it's just not getting questioned by people. And you're a volunteer fireman. Right. right. I mean, I've talked to my fire, fire departments That's why about I doing to talk similar. To Mark. Well, yeah, similar things. I would say that it, it, it sounds very unlikely that the, this will actually make it to court. All these are bluster tactics in order to get the money out of you. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you've got, what you've got to look at here is, is it worth, uh, you know, trying to fight it off? I don't know. Um, it will, it probably will affect your credit because the credit reporting agencies are going to, um, unless you dispute it with them, they're going to, they're going to report it as legit. Um, so they're going to, they're going to ding your credit you and they, oh yeah they're going to ding their credit they're going to ding his credit that that you can you could dispute that and then they have to um, show that they have cause but i think that you're you know if you want to beat this it's probably going to require a uh, court i don't know for sure this is a qu- really a question for a lawyer or maybe you can I just ignore it. it and it'll go away i there would probably personally ignore it hey that let us know what happens will you Okay, thank you. Martin, I appreciate the story, and thank you. Good luck out there. Hour number three is on the way. You take control of the airwaves. Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. 
Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the third hour of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves. Just dial in toll-free. Bring up what you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and you'll find that the features there are free. Unlike those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their sites. We give it away. Freetalklive.com. And uh, we, some of the things we give away include our archives, a bunch of them. So if you've missed a moment of the show, you can click the last week's worth right there on the front page of the site. And then if you click into the archive section, that'll take you back all the way to late 2006. It's all courtesy of HostGator. That's right. Nothing in this world's uh, free. And HostGator sponsors the archives page at archives.freetalklive.com. You can also go through this portal that we've created is hostgator.freetalklive.com. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. It doesn't matter whether you want a personal blog or complete e-commerce business website. You can let the experts at HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com host you. If you use that portal that we've created for HostGator, that's HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com. You'll get your first month completely free. All right. You take control of the airwaves. We continue taking your phone calls about what you want. Uh, let's start this hour out with Chris listening in Indiana. Chris, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Meg, and Mark. Hey, what's up? Love the show, guys. Thanks, Chris. Thanks. What's on your mind tonight? Um, I was just uh, wanted to call in. Someone was talking about like the economy earlier. This kind of ties in with that. Like, I'm just so astonished as to like how ignorant the public population is to like the Federal Reserve and how money works. It's like in their wallet and everything. Every single day they spend it, and they have no idea where it comes from. I mean, do you agree with that? <laughs> oh, absolutely. I, 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 if you, all you have to do is think about, think back how you were before you found out about this stuff. Exactly. And you'll realize right. that that's exactly how Americans are. I remember when I was first getting the very first tickle of this, I uh, you know, had the opportunity to talk to some girl who had no, no more of an idea than I did about it. And I said that money should be backed by gold, and she said, "Well, gold causes inflation." And <laughs> like so, like that would be I could so handily handle that now, and you know, no problem at all. But at the time, ah, I, I, I didn't, I didn't know how. I didn't, couldn't give her proof that gold doesn't cause inflation. I knew it wasn't true. You hadn't even known what inflation really was. Right? Indeed, I didn't know that inflation was an increase in the amount of money in circulation as opposed to, to an increase the in price, prices. Prices across the board. Or it's an increase in prices is a symptom of inflation. Typically, Indeed. yeah, it's just like so vital for me for like someone to wake up to all the crap that's going on. Because like for me, when I was like watching something, when I actually found out about it in a documentary, I was just like, man, I just opened the door to so many different things. Like that was like the one fact that opened my eyes to every single other thing that's going on in the world today. Like just how screwed screwed we're getting. Really, I mean, it's crazy. What was the documentary? And, uh, <laughs> and like, I'm loving the idea. I mean, I'm a Ron Paul supporter, and like, he's trying to get rid of the Federal Reserve, and I mean, if people just knew why he was trying to get rid of the Federal Reserve, I mean, maybe a lot more people would vote for him, you know? I mean, if there was no income tax, we'd all have a lot more How's money. that going, by the way? Just as an aside, how's the old uh, audit the Fed bill um, coming along? Oh, you know, he, he continuously tries to get this through, and I mean, 
it just never works. They mm. always, they just never can get it done there. Yeah, but you know, all, all these incumbents are getting thrown out by the Tea Party members, and I see Rand Paul's kicking ass down there. Sorry, but uh, just well, are they getting uh, thrown out? The election <laughs> hasn't happened yet. Well, he's he's uh, he's doing really well down there against Jack Conway down in Kentucky. So, There's I mean, not an incumbent either. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, he's. Uh, I've been listening to pod- podcasts of the debates, you know, and. Um, Rand Paul just always talks about issues, and it just seems like Jack Conway is all about like uh, just a bunch of rhetoric. Like, it's too oh, bad Rand Paul doesn't um, actually really uh, get uh, what liberty is all about, or maybe he gets it and has rejected it because uh, that that apple fell a little uh, little yeah. too far from the tree. I've never been into politics, but after hearing some of the things that he had to say, I was just shocking. I, yeah, I could not even verbally back that man well personally um my biggest issue is the federal reserve and i would back uh, yeah any any candidate that wanted to kill the federal reserve even a racist honestly look i'm just telling you you know the guy he's not a racist he's a guy against him i didn't say he was a racist you just said i would back any candidate that wants to get rid of the federal reserve distasteful for me to back a racist that uh, is against the federal reserve but thanks for taking it to the hyperbolic end you could find it no problem Mm -hmm. like not address watch your words man the fact that you could find Find you know something good inside of a, a candidate like Rand Paul. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean Rand Paul is like the more you know. I mean, if I was would support any politician, it would be Rand Paul for sure. I mean, I'm I not can... too fond of politicians either. And I mean, I, I listen regularly, and I know you guys' view on them and stuff. And you know, I'm just the Federal Reserve is just so like people have no idea it's an actual bank not tied to the government at all. The, like the myth is that the government is somehow taught like owns the Federal Reserve and like. You know, it prints the money itself, but no, like the federal the Federal Reserve prints it and then lends it to the government, wanting interest back, which cannot possibly be paid back. Well, the government so, I mean, appoints all... the chairman, right? Doesn't the government appoint the chairman of the, the president? Federal Reserve? Does. The, the president, yeah. Well, the president is part of the government, mm-hmm. um, so I mean, they're they're pretty uh, tied together. Well, There's no doubt about that. They it's work a quasi governmental organization is the best way to describe it. But, you know, yeah. uh, the, the, this whole idea that you should support Rand Paul, who in many issues, on many issues, really drops the ball and is disturbingly a control freak, that the idea that you should support somebody because they're right on one issue, I think, is uh, is really wrong. I mean, you could uh, – Dennis Kucinich is right about the war, but I don't want to put money behind his campaign. Oh, I, well, it depends on what you mean by support. Um, you know, I'm when I look at my candidates and I look at the small amount of money – and I understand that cash is far more important than votes. When I look at the small amount of money that I'm willing to give to candidates, I'm going to support – on if I'm going to support anybody on a federal level, level it's only going to be candidates that support uh, – uh, you know, the, ending the Federal Reserve, and I don't mean auditing; I mean ending it, driving a stake through yeah. its heart. Um, and you know, Rand Paul's on that on that list. But I have only, from a federal level, given money to John Dennis and R- Ron Paul, not Rand Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. Uh, yeah, I hope Rand Paul wins because here's what you're missing, Ian. You're not going to get John Dennis in Kentucky. He's not an option. You've got Rand Paul or the stinky, crappy Democrat that's against all the stuff you're you're for. Um, you're against Rand Paul on and the Federal Reserve. So you've got an option. Then this is this is the only option when it comes to to politics, especially in a general election. Is the lesser of two evils. So I'm not going to talk crap. I don't care. Right. Well, I know you don't. I think the Fed, I believe that the federal government, we should just cut it off and let yeah. it go. It's not going to make that a difference. Isn't going to happen. Rand next Paul week. getting elected or not isn't going to make a difference. If it, if well, it, I mean, the, I mean, the thing with the Federal Reserve is like back when we gained our independence from England. Well, I shouldn't say we. Well, 
the United States gained its independence from England. We wanted to get, they wanted to get rid of, you know, uh, England was like taxing the crap out of them, and they wanted to have their own money. And then they did for a while until 1913, and now we're getting taxed again, and we're Right back where we started. Well, no, we are much, much farther than before, because I I believe when the, uh, um, well, I guess colonies at that point declared their independence, it was only a 3% tax. And at this point, I mean, half of your income is going to this yeah. Overburdened government. Plus, the, um, mm-hmm. the 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 United States history with with a fiat currency is a little more complicated than what you said. We're really at this point, I believe, at the third national bank, um, the, th- the third central bank that we've had. But yeah, I, I get the ideas. Yeah. So, what else did All you right, want to well, share tonight? No, you know, I just want to do um, put my opinions out there. Like people, like just a lot of people, probably nine out of ten people have no idea where money comes from. I think it's fascinating. Like. Basically, is just all I wanted to say. Hey, thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. That's I'd the SACL CAI toll-free line. John pro- Dennis uh, wants to end the war, uh, and mm-hmm. uh, Rand Paul is a warmonger. It's I, I, John Dennis is a far superior yeah. candidate. There's no doubt. If you're if I've got money, it's just simply not going to go to Rand at this point. Thank goodness but, he's a killer. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. And he wants to build uh, what was it a, a fence with helicopter pads? Uh, was it underground underground electrified fence? I think it was. Well, that'll uh, work. Wasn't that what it was? What do you want? I think that's what he. My ran. dog couldn't stay in an electric fence. How are we going to keep out a bunch of people? Rand Paul <laughs> is so clueless when it comes to liberty. He doesn't even get the war on drugs issue. I mean, come on. Uh, actually, that was retracted by the campaign. That was a, oh, mis- is that right? it was a, it was a misstatement. Um, you know, that that part isn't true. Hmm. Well, I'd like to see some evidence of that. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Actually, I don't really care. It's not like it's going to get me to support him either way. 1-800-259-9231. If you're a xenophobe, you're not going to have my support. You take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. Speaking of xenophobia, I've got an email about that coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Bring up anything. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 80 talk radio stations from Alaska to Florida. We've been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation twice. And the number one political podcast on podcastawards.com four out of the last five years. You can have access to our 80-plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for as little as $500 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. can take control of these airwaves. Just dial in toll-free. This is Free Talk Live. The number is 1-800-259-9231. And the number is brought to you by SACL CAI. 800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Meg. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy all the features you'll find there. We've got a bunch of them. Uh, You can listen in, of course, around the clock, actually. So if it's 5 in the morning and you want to hear uh, what happened on Free Talk Live prior night, just tune into our live streams. Yeah, Yeah, you get it. The last episode of the show airing around the clock until the next episode airs. Listen.freetalklive.com? That's right. Listen.freetalklive.com. And on that page, you'll find the phone number that you need for our listen line. So perhaps you are away from an internet connection because they they aren't quite ubiquitous uh, yet. But if you are on the road, you want to listen via your cell phone, or maybe you're in the office and you want to listen via your office phone, as long as you can dial long distance, you can listen to Free Talk Live around the clock. Plus, we've got our satellite option uh, and our wonderful 80-plus radio stations uh, from coast to coast and beyond. All over there. Listen.freetalklive.com. Dot com. Now, Mark, uh, there's a certain book you've been reading to Jack, your 
two year two ish year old son. Yeah, two and a half. Two and a half. It's called an island called Liberty. And actually, I haven't been doing that much reading to Jack in the last uh, a couple of weeks or week or so. My my mother had been in town, and uh, she had pretty much taken up the the job of reading to Jack. He mm-hmm. wanted her to read everything, and he was dragging this book out and having her read it. Daddy sucks. <laughs> well, I want Mama. Well, or Grandma. Case, yeah, Muffy. Is Muffy. What, because it's really great when you have a child. They don't know anything, so I just made up a name that mm-hmm. I thought would be really funny. Um, and so I have him call her Muffy rather than. Mm-hmm. Are you also and, teaching him odd colors like blue is green? And- no, that seems just mean. But uh, that this was a good way to screw with uh, with my mother just in the process. Okay. So it's so, an, it's an island called Liberty. You can get it at freemarketunderdog.com. It's simple story, graceful rhymes, and beautiful illustrations on every page. Could make it one of your child's favorites, too. And speaking of, uh, of children, it may not be even your child. Christmas is coming up. Buy a box of these. Give them to all your friends' kids. And it's like infecting their little minds with liberty. It's freemarketunderdog.com. All right, 800-259-9231. You can bring up what you want. By the way, don't forget to visit Meg over at her website, libertyflare.com. You can get uh, little one-inch buttons and uh, for a variety of different liberty organizations and such. Yep, and uh, this is the last week I'm actually running a promotion where 25% of all sales go to the Liberty on Tour guys to get them cop lock cameras. That's so, a good idea. And you get a free cop lock pin if you buy anything from now till the end of the month. So go ahead and go there and get free cop lock flare. Sweet. Head on over to libertyflare.com and take advantage of that. So you say this is the last week, meaning it ends? At the end of this month. At the end of this month. Oh, okay, right. So you got another 10 days or so. Then. Yeah. All right. Uh, 800-259-9231. Let's talk to, speaking of a cop block, I believe we have copblock.org's Brett on the line yeah. here. Is this uh, from, Brett from cop block? Is, is this you? Yeah. Oh, that excellent. would be me. Hi, Brett. Here you are. What's on your mind tonight? Um, I wanted to uh, get your guys' opinion on uh, social contracts. They don't exist. A pretty link. What's that? They don't exist. Oh yeah. Um, I was having a pretty lengthy uh, conversation over on Facebook over the last twenty-four hours with a uh, with a guy on there. It was uh, me and also uh, Jen from Cop Black was uh, in on that one too. We were talking. Uh, it came about. We were talking about how when Adam got arrested last night and everything. And basically, I think I I don't remember exactly how it got into it. But he was just kind of saying something. You know, basically, you know, you have a social contract because you live wherever you live. You know, you, you're bound by a social contract because you live there. You have to follow the rules of that society, or else you know you have to face the consequences. You know, and we tried to go over to him. You know. You don't have to follow all the rules. You know, if ones you don't agree with, you don't have to follow them if you don't want to. And, you know, basically, you know, that's what his whole point was. You know, if you live in a, living in a society, uh, you know, you know, you live by the rules or you go, you know, you have to face the consequences. And, you know, I was trying to tell him, you know, I didn't, you know, I kept trying to hammer it to him, you know, show me some paper I signed, you know, that says, you know, yeah, I agree to follow these rules. You know, I pointed out to him, you know, there's voluntary, there's communities out there there's one just a couple miles from my house where I live, you know, and you move in, you know, you sign, you know, you have to sign a little agreement that says, you know, my house will look this way, you know, on the outside, you know, if I rebuild it, it looks half look this way. It might, I won't let the grass grow any taller than this. You know, you sign an agreement, a contract, everything, you know, you're obligated to follow those rules. And I just, you know, wanted to see what you guys had to say about, you know, 
know, about the social context, you know, you know, because you live somewhere, you have to follow the rules or else. Right. I think that, uh, you know, this is clearly a softball in the sense that, you know, what do we think about the social contract? Uh, we've been talking about the social contract for, for years now, and we don't believe in the social contract. But I think when you present this to people, you have to present it in a fashion that makes sense to them. And they've been told, you know, because they've, they've been indoctrinated with the social contract idea up until, you know, this point. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's everywhere. People believe this. And the reality is, if you think about it, there is a social contract in the sense that they will enforce the contract upon you, right? So, I mean, you know, whether there's a contract in reality or not, there's a contract in agreement in the sense that these people will will enact their portion of the contract. I'm not saying that the social contract's real. I'm just saying that the cops that shoot your butt will act, will believe that it's so. Right. It's a religious belief. So, you you know, they believe it on faith. Um, and yeah. in that, it's, it's not a contract because it's all completely arbitrary sure. and they can change it at any old time and you never agree to it. So show me the contract. Obviously, they know the contract doesn't exist, but they believe it exists. So you have to look at the look at it from the, you know their point of view. And I think that what you have to do is kind of deconstruct it. Um, at least for me, that this work this works. Okay, how did the United States come about? So do you think that the social contract exists in uh, North Korea? And then you get an answer, and then you just kind of you, you you work them around the edges. Um, you know, so they'll probably say no, the social contract doesn't doesn't exist in North Korea. Because that's a dictatorship. Territorial. Um, it, it only exists here because a majority of the people got to vote on the uh, the, 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 the 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 human the elected the elected people that uh, in fact uh, is the one are the ones that that force these things upon us. So you, you say okay, so the democratic process where fifty percent plus one get to decide what forty nine you know fifty percent minus one have to do mm-hmm. does and and that's you know that's basically it and uh, you know basically it representatives republic God bless America. Yeah. Da, 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 um, and their their whole thing, but then you ask them, well, how did that social contract come about? Because it was the social contract that the King of England had with the, uh, the 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 colonists was that a legitimate contract? Because that was the government that was in place when the founding fathers picked up arms and killed people in order to get this. Um, and so they'll either say yes or no. And usually they'll say no because they've been indoctrinated. So you uh, at, at that point, it's like, OK, so what you're claiming to me is that if I can kill enough people, then I will have the right to tell other people how they live, because that's how we got here. The, um, the, the fact that we can have a majority tell a minority how they're going to live and what things are going to be like is only in existence in America because enough people were able to kill enough other people who believed differently. They believed that the king had some level of legitimate power then they killed those people then that's how you want to get your that that is what you think good governance comes from murder Ooh, that's a good one mark i, I wish we had a status to slime out genius. on that one like I, i'm trying to think of what the status would say to slime away from it oh, but it's I all for the greater good that's yeah. mm, or the children go. how many of, toss out those how many of you people can i kill in order to get what i want for the children there you go brett anything else you want to share uh, no, that was about Thanks it. Thanks for the Brett. call, dude. I appreciate it. That's Brent from uh, copblock.org. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. Are you a believer in the social contract? What do you say to Mark's questions? Or what would you have said when you... Hey, everybody. Scott Horton here for freedomcam.net. From coast to coast, the increasingly militarized American police state has grown out of control. Peace officers have become law enforcement. 
The old doctrines of minimal force have fallen by the wayside. Cops are now trained to use overwhelming force in virtually every situation, resulting in an epidemic of police brutality across our society. I say fight back while you still can. Film the cops and put it on YouTube. A critical mass of police brutality videos is being assembled online, and a change is going to come. Police perjury is no match for instant replay. Freedomcam.net offers discreet video cameras to help you avoid confiscation while checking power and protecting yourself. Freedomcam.net. is Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there free, so head on over and enjoy those on us. They include uh, our Shrine of Female listeners, the wiki, the archives, bulletin board system, and more. Go and get it all, freetalklive.com. The main feature of the site actually allows you to create the content. Uh, the stuff that you'll see in the main page, and the big column of the main page, it's all been created by listeners like you. When you're hunting around on the web, surfing about, you find something interesting that you want to share with our listeners, you just submit it to the Free Talk Live website. You can use our handy new bookmarklet to make that even easier than before. And then other listeners will vote as to whether they like or dislike your suggestion. The most voted up will make it to the front page and the top of the website at Live. The least voted get an atomic wedgie. What? Oh, meaning they disappear from the site? No, it's it's just a high school I see. All right, so I uh, got an email here that came. It was actually uh, actually about a month ago that this came in, but I've uh, been been holding off on on reading this. We haven't talked about the immigration issue uh, for a little while. Thank goodness. It's almost the third rail for Free Talk Live, right? I mean, <laughs> we, it, no, it's a great issue. It's just it, if it comes up, it never stops. Right. When uh, especially on a Saturday night show, if somebody brings up immigration, that just the calls never end. And not that there's anything wrong with that, but if it's the same that way after show after show, it will get pretty. Pretty, pretty soon, Free Talk Live is the anti, uh, you know, is the 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 pro, you know, open borders show or something like that, and yeah. that's not what it's about. Uh, so, uh, so it is about open phones, and you can call in and bring up anything at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. So, one night we were on the air, and um, Mark, do you recall the night we had the homeless couple call in from Tupelo? Yeah, I remember it happened. Yeah, there was a there was a couple folks, I guess, camping out somewhere in Tupelo, and we were on uh, WKMQ there in Tupelo. So they're listening on some sort of a battery powered radio and listening to Free Talk Live. And they called in, and one of them was, I guess, claiming that he was in the construction trade and that he'd been put out of work because them darned immigrants had come in and they done compete him out of a job. And it's, you know, the same old kind of story about how it is that immigrants are terrible, terrible. We can't have immigrants because, well, they'll take our jobs, which, of course, ignores the fact that immigrants coming into a country actually brings new life to the economy. It allows products and services to be offered at lower prices and, you know, increases uh, the, the supply of labor, which in a uh, in a free market, which we don't have, but in the, the more free the market, the, the more likely it is that that new blood is going to be needed because there are always more uh, jobs available than there are people to fill them, at least as uh, as I understand uh, Austrian economics. 
And so the immigrants coming in creates a new demand as well as a new supply. People ignore that side of it. If if you are having to compete for a job with uh, with newcomers, whether they be immigrants or young people, because those are also a pretty heavy source of competition, people that are coming up in any given industry are usually willing to work for less at uh, the same job you've been doing for a number of years. So there's always somebody around who's going to threaten your job where, wherever uh, whence, from whence it is they come. And uh, so, so when an when an immigrant comes in, they're not only bringing their supply for labor, but they're also bringing a demand. They need th- their mouths to be fed. Uh, they need to have a roof over their heads, and they need to yeah, travel entertain from themselves. one place to another. They're going right. to certainly entertain themselves. They're going to do everything that you do. Uh, you know, th- they may do it differently. I've heard mm-hmm. of plenty of them coming and shacking up several to a house, which you could do too if you if you wanted to right. save the well, money. There are there are many neighborhoods around the United States that have stopped this. It's one family per household. It's a stupid uh, thing uh, to do, especially in a down economy where people need as much money as they can possibly get. I mean, I was suggesting earlier to the people that we're talking about moving to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, if you need to save some money, take on some roommates. It's one way to reduce the cost of living, and maybe it'll be a little less comfy for you, but the price you have to pay, right, if you want to get, get ahead. So just the guy was calling in, this homeless guy was calling in and, and bemoaning, you know, and I know oh, I'm homeless because of the immigrants, as though there's no other opportunities out there, as though he has to work in that one trade in which he worked for the rest of his entire life, and that now you know it's over for him, and now he's just going to uh, sit out in the parking lot of wherever you know the, the woods and the, the back of a shopping center and complain about it. So this was the email that I got in response to what we had said to him on the air from R. He doesn't. Oh, Ron. There he goes. Ron says your heartlessness is really beyond belief. Piss on the homeless, eh? Because they're not trying hard enough? They can't compete against a bunch of people who are turning you and me into a racial minority inside our own borders. There you go. Racial minority inside our own borders. I mean, like, I'm not saying this guy's a bigot, but he certainly sounds like one. And I guess the question you have to ask yourself is, can somebody be a bigot without believing that they are, in fact, a bigot? That is a good good question. I think that the answer is yes. Yeah, and... I don't know. I just the homeless factor. I mean, government is the number one reason homeless people do not succeed. I mean, I was homeless before. I tried to better myself. Took so long just because of government. Why? Well, first of all, I couldn't eat. I couldn't understand all the millions of forms they had me fill out to try and get, you know, what I thought was money that I was paying into a system just in case of a situation like this. Sure, you do. Yeah. And I. After eight days and eight social workers, lots and lots of paperwork, I couldn't get a dime at all. You couldn't navigate the bureaucracy. It's not because you couldn't read, right? Yeah. No, no. I just, like, I hadn't eaten in four weeks. You can't understand all those things when, you know, your brain's not fed. And so I couldn't get help from them, but they also made it impossible to get a job because, you know, there's all these government requirements for getting jobs that when you're homeless, you can't live up to. You just can't. You gotta have the government ID and that sort of thing. Yeah, it just it, it's not possible, but I could get a job with, you know, all the Latinos down there just as easy as them just stand on the sidewalk till somebody has a cleaning job for you and that was and that worked so out simple. For you. Yes. And 2 weeks I was taken care of. It's fantastic. So, uh so <laughs> let's continue with uh, Ron here. He says, "Maybe you'd feel sorry for homeless Mexicans. You're really a you're really a pitiable sorry excuse for a human being." No, check this out. 
the what we believe on this show is that people who want to work to make their lives better should be free to do so we i also believe that if you don't want to work you should be free to do so however to suggest that it's the fault of some people who are trying to better themselves is uh, you know you're, you're deluding yourself and at the same time you're hurting those people by propagating this misnomer so normally I wouldn't respond to an email like this. It was just that just those few sentences that came in. Yeah. But I just decided to in this particular case. I said I don't believe in borders or governments. I believe in freedom for all human beings who want it. All people should be free to live life how they want, including Mexicans. Sorry for the misunderstanding. And he wrote back. He said I would agree, but how do we make sure this all goes down fairly? Well, you don't use coercion, you don't use force, and you let the market decide how things work out. And the market is the best way to uh, to uh, to essentially move resources from place to place and allocate them uh, in the most appropriate ways. You don't need to have some sort of school marm standing over everybody and right. uh, slapping her ruler on her wrists and telling people what to do. This government, this idea that government's going to somehow level the playing field and help you out. Right, and if you're a conservative, you believe this organization to be ineffective and uh, controlled by, you know, politicals that have uh, political designs, which means rewarding their friends, punishing their enemies. Um, if if you do believe in the political process to some extent, you, uh, I mean, you understand that, in fact, uh, the you know, I mean, all you have to do is go to the DMV to see the customer service stinks from the government. How much worse is it if you're if the government's dealing with somebody who doesn't even vote for it or, um, you know, have any kind of recourse whatsoever? If you're an illegal alien, it's not like you can go to write your Congress congressman or anything mm-hmm. as if that does anything yeah and i never understand these people who pick and choose their issues and they're on the side of government for one and against government for the other and it's like just take the worst you know display of government inefficiency and apply it around the board because that's what you're going to get every time you can't say one is going to work and one's not because right they're all the same bureaucracy well it's some sort of weird fantasy that they have that their favorite agencies will work better well, the military's better because I like them. They're to, just as bureaucratic, if not more so. Or, or, or that they can say something like, well, yes, the government should work better, and this is how we could make it work better. But this is what we have. You, you know how the government's going to work in this instance because you've got it already. There's more to his email here in a moment. We'll share it with you at 800-259-9231. You're welcome to uh, dial in. Bring up whatever's on your mind as well. 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. This is Free Talk Live. So, you want to move to New Hampshire for liberty? nhmove.info has articles, links, and activism alerts to help you decide exactly where and how to make your move. Even job listings. Browse the inventory of liberty blogs, sites, and media, or promote your own efforts, all free, at nhmove.info. If you're moving to New Hampshire, you better go now and bookmark nhmove.info. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Just enough time, perhaps, for your phone call if you make it now to 1-800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. 
Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Meg. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features there, and they are totally free. So head on over there, freetalklive.com. Get interactive, and if you want to help support the show, you can promote us. Go to promote.freetalklive.com. You can get a whole bunch of different things uh, listed there that you can do to get Free Talk Live on more radio stations into more ears around the world. Go to promote.freetalklive.com. And you can actually get Free Talk Live Flair over at libertyflare.com. Thanks to Meg. Yep. So that's another option for you. Let's uh, continue, though, with this email from Ron. He is talking about those darn immigrants. They're stealing our jobs. So he says, would Americans have the same rights south of the border that you want the Mexicans to have up here? Oh, God. Now, here, here it is, the, 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 the straw man. Did I ever say, yay, Mexico, there's so much more uh, saintly down there south of the border? Where the water flows with bacteria? No. Look, if you want a third world banana republic, dude, you move. Don't say that. Don't suggest that somehow because the way that Mexico handles its immigration uh, system, that the United States should do the same. We should be more like third world countries right. is what he's essentially <laughs> saying there. Uh, I would like. Uh, he says I would like all people to have freedom. But freedom is hard to come by when one is a racial minority. Well, freedom is... What? Uh, that what? is such a backwards phrase. Well, I mean, it's a bigoted say, phrase. Yeah, it's, to say there's a minority of anything, it, it, like you're an individual person. Just Only the lily white race really knows about what freedom is, boy. Mm. If you want freedom, you better stick with the your own kind, because the rest of them... They hate you. There's going to be a race war. Hey, he says, I know this because I've lived it, not because it's a theory somewhere in a book. You don't address this in the show because I believe it would be too frightening. What is frightening again? I'm not sure. Uh, I guess the suggestion that uh, white people are a racial minority or becoming a minority. We must have tyranny at the border in order to have freedom within. And here is the the, the fallacy of that. If you have tyranny at the border, you're not going to be successful, right? Mm -hmm. Unless you manage to make America such a big police state that nobody wants to come. Whoopee, let's go for that. Um, Or if if you try to stop the 11 to 20 million people that are already here, if you're going to try to get them and move them out you're gonna have to crack down in some way or another whether it's on small whether it's on business people having some kind of arduous paperwork they've got to fill out hire another uh you know useless employee that's really only filling out government paperwork don't forget the occasional raid for when they uh, check your files send in the uh, ice guys who are just a bunch of shiftless bureaucrats who aren't actually producing anything either who come in with their mp5s and their uh, their riot gear scare the bejesus out of people separate mothers from their children and all you this, pay for freedom son. all that other Suppress. stuff how about some nice uh, door-to-door free. searches? Freedom uh, isn't free. And, and, uh, the, Freedom you know, isn't free! The, the checkpoints on the road, we've already got that pretty much. You can have that pretty much anywhere in the United States. You want to be speaking Mexican, son? I, I speak Mexican just fine. Are you afraid you can't compete in that marketplace? <laughs> <laughs> and that's what it's really all about. It's right. really all about... Uh, Scared these, little bigots. These are people... Well, many of them are bigots. Certainly many of them not are. all of them, but... you right. know, the, It manifests it, that way. It sits down there at the core yeah. of this uh, this argument. They're either bigoted or they are ignorant or they are... Uh, they're protectionists. 
They don't want the competition. Sure. These same people, most of them that say that you should, well, you, uh, we should only be hiring good, good, honest American folks and the people that the American government lets in. We should only hire them. You shouldn't be able to hire people that do, the American government doesn't let in are the same people that are out there driving Toyotas, Hondas, Kias, and all kinds of other companies. Look, if you're about protectionism and protecting American business, then do it. Don't, don't half-step. Don't don't play ring around the rosy with me. Do it. Buy only American stuff. Put your money where your mouth is. The people that you support come from cultures which have no tradition of personal freedom. They yeah. come from cultures which are unfortunate descendants of the Spanish Catholic Empire. Traditions which don't allow for Austrian economists, Ayn Rand, or any other liberty-minded concepts. Now, does he actually know uh, Hispanic people? Does he have any idea... What he's talking about, I don't know. I don't trust Hispanic people to uh, to to vote towards liberty. But you know what? I don't trust this guy or most of America either. So I think that you're going to be better off by letting free people come, you know, move across borders freely. What we have here in the United States is a government problem, and this guy's pointing it out. Who's we don't come have from... an immigration problem. You've got a government problem. Who is going to come from a country that has socialist beliefs to come to a more free place? People in search of freedom are going to be the most likely people that are, that are coming out, that are right. leaving these hell holes. It's a heck of a lot easier to educate these people than to pick them up and move them across the border. In addition, they encourage a very nativist racial view of things, which I've never heard you or Mark address That's because on the show. people, you know, no doubt. How would you feel? Just think about it for a second. If you're a Mexican over here, especially, you know, even if you're even if you're not one that's here illegally, imagine how you feel when you hear this rhetoric bandied about by those that this kind of rhetoric. Yeah, you get this guy in your face, and then of course you're going to think like, oh crap. People hate me because of my color. Well, I hate them back. Right. <laughs> you know, it's I mean, this is this is what you're creating. You're creating in the world the thing you fear the most. I don't like to th- or I like to think I understand the idea of freedom, but I don't see much freedom coming in your world. A world where I and others like me are an outpopulated minority begging for privileges from people who only have racial revenge on their minds. As the American Indians experienced, this is the way it goes when one isn't careful about the tide of history. It's ridiculous. Um, I mean, <laughs> Did he just, like, admit to killing off of all the Indians? Well, he's no, like, well, we did it once. No, he's suggesting that that's what will happen to him. Yeah. And, and the, you know, the code here that he's saying is that uh, they will be where I and others like me are an outpopulated minority. He doesn't mean people that were born in America. He means white people. Right? Isn't that sure. what he's saying there? Right. He's not saying. He's not. Suge- what he's suggesting is that if you lo- t- let too many of the dirty brown Mexican descendant types, they'll get together and they'll do bad things to They're us. Whether, uh, exterminate whether through you the, or whether, whatever. Well, whether through the political process or not, they're all threats. And then he, yeah, right. Then he alludes to the American Indians. We know what happened to them. So the suggestion is there that uh, the darn Mexicans are going to come in and exterminate us. <laughs> You know, if if well, first off, you're, you're not looking at uh, the way demographics work. When people get more wealthy and when they move into metropolitan areas, actually, when they move into metropolitan areas, they begin to have fewer children. So, yes, absolutely. It's uh, just fear mongering. It's just race hatred. It's just stoking uh, flames. That, I don't even know how somebody goes that far off the deep end. It's just crazy. Anyway, thanks for the email, Ron. Let's talk to Matt in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live on the Amp Lines. Hello, Matt. Hello, guys. Hi, Meg. Hey. Uh, something very similar happened to me recently, which is why I'm calling. Um, and, and 
a blog post that I posted, somebody who was obviously a little bigoted, uh, was arguing about the stance that I took, which was uh, pretty much a, a pro, pro-freedom pro stance. Uh, free people should cross borders freely. And I'm going to make a long story short, his view of Mexicans, and that's the word that he actually used, was that they were lazy and that they didn't want to assimilate and that they they uh, didn't want to learn English. Wrong and, and wrong uh, and wrong. These are all the same things right, that right. Benjamin... Oh, 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 oh. My experience, my personal experience was just the opposite. No, sure. And so I was thinking to myself that he, this gentleman... If he knows any Mexicans, because I, I personally, I, I know a number of Mexicans, some who I know are here, Ill, quote unquote, illegally without their papers. And I found them to be just the opposite, very hardworking. Mm-hmm. They want to learn English. They're trying to learn English and they are wanting to assimilate and they're talking to me. And I'm thinking that this gentleman, the reason he gets this idea is because of the arrogance that he approaches them with. Mm. And and that's what they that's what they need to be pointed out. You have to respect each and every individual, regardless of his color, how he speaks, how he looks. You have to co- you have to approach them with respect. Absolutely. But this guy just interest. looks at the color, and that's it. That's he just right. he just and looks then, at their skin color, and and he groups them all together. Are there lazy Mexicans? Of course. Just like there are lazy white boys and lazy black people and lazy fill in the blanks and lazy is, Asians is, and so on. Laziness and so forth. is a luxury that comes with wealth. And I'll tell you, most Mexicans not particularly that are coming across the border not particularly wealthy. Yeah. I would say that it was it, you, if you were going to make a generalization about Mexicans, the generalization that you should make is they are hard workers. Certainly, some of them have l- learned how to use the system but the system itself is hard work seems I mean, like the white a lot of the white people that are complaining are the lazy ones they don't want to compete yeah i mean their jobs are being taken so they need to get better jobs they're if not they're willing being to taken work for by, less yeah people who can't speak english then obviously your job isn't that hard hey thanks matt for the call we're out of time it has been ian here with you and meg and meg and mark and uh, don't forget to visit Meg at LibertyFlare.com. Grab some of her flair, and uh, that sounds kind of dirty. Anyway, we'll uh, see you tomorrow night online in the meantime at FreeTalkLive.com. In times of economic instability, precious metals are the best hedge against inflation and can be a great investment opportunity. Bullion Investment Corporation is the gold standard in precious metal acquisition. Whether you're in the market for gold, silver, platinum, or palladium, you can leverage up to 400% by taking advantage of the Purchase Power Program. And don't forget about the low price guarantee. BIC will meet or beat the price of any other broker. Bullion Investment Corporation, proudly serving our clients for over 25 years. For more information, call Bullion Investment Corporation now at 1-888-486-1275 or visit goldbullion.net.